The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Episode 134, how you living, how you doing, making music, and I knew it. Sims, Fendrick, L-E-F-K-O-E, man in the house. How you doing? You're really doing that I now. mean, he really is. He it's, spells his name on I, everything he does. I, I don't think it's cool, but he can go with it. Go ahead. If any of you can tell me who I'm taking that from. Are you kidding me? I mean, I you, grew up with him. You didn't. You, then to- let, then you told us who. Yes, and you've said it. Who? Copyright infringement meth man. Call Bleacher Report and tell this white Jewish guy to take back your take back your line. If from we him. got sued by Method Man <laughs> because he left awesome. spelling then, his then name, honestly, that's called good marketing. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that right. would get our name out there. You're right. But we don't need our name out there more because it's awesome. Uh, it is episode 134. Let's get to some sports. <laughs> How awesome was that Yankees game last oh, night? Oh man, I loved it. It was a lot of fun. I actually missed the, the bottom wild of the card play because my kids got mad that we were watching the Yankees game. What do you mean? What were they? What they Want to watch. They were watching uh, uh, oh, uh, in the Loud House. The Loud House. I had oh, to sing loud the song. House. You know yeah. what loud is that? Loud House. In the Loud House. In the Loud House. I thought that would be a teachable parent moment for you. No, I we was, need to watch Aaron Judge hit I'd this home run real quick. Only because of my daughter, really. And uh, so then I was like, okay, well, I'll come back and watch it in a minute. I turned it over. I came back into the room. <laughs> And it was three to three, and I was like, "What the fuck?" It was great. <laughs> it was, and I have no doubt you actually said to your children, "What the fuck?" I said, "I did." I yeah. said, she "Fuck, said, Charlotte, me. this I is said, your fault." I said, "This is my fucking job." <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, and then, really quick, Monday, both you and I yeah. took Washington oh. plus six and a half. I felt so bad. Plus for you. seven, and they're down three, and that stupid fucking laterals that leads to a Kansas City touchdown. I mean, that is one of the biggest betting turnarounds. Not only did it give the game to Kansas City, right. but it went from the under to the over. Well, Kansas City had up, the game anyways. But, oh, but yeah, I mean, yeah. in terms of the betting line. Oh, right, right. Because the betting line was three. It was right. over. Washington fans are going crazy. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, I, luckily I didn't have actual money on that game, but that was the experience of being on the wrong side of a historic betting That flip. was amazing. I mean, two things. Josh Johnson, if he catches the touchdown, right, that's automatic. Josh Doxson. Doxson. You're going to win. How did he Doxson. not catch that? He even recaught it in the air. I don't know. I mean, he is, uh, listen, he's, I, he's I was a special jump by the way town. he looks, right? Well, that's what he did at TCU. Yes, it is. He's a big body. The other thing is, on that lateral play, like this just tells you D-linemen. Sometimes they're not the sharpest knife in the cabinet. I mean, Chris Jones, he hit 
Yes. What, Kirk Cousins? And then started dancing. And he got up like, I, it's a sack. And I wanted to be like, dude, <laughs> they've thrown it and thrown it back to him. It's not a sack. The play's not over. If you just jump on the ball, it would have yeah. been over. I'll t- I mean, if Washington <laughs> lost another defender in that game. Holy I was, cow. That's the thing is I left that game going, I was absolutely right. Washington is a very good team and they're going to be a contender. And I went, if any of their players survive this game. Yeah. But Kansas City, Kareem Hunt is fantastic. Mm-hmm. That Alex Smith is playing great. And Washington's a really good team. We'll they see, are. We'll see who's hurt. But Minuski has changed their team. Oh, they're, they're, they are. That was that was a lot of hard hits in that game. I mean, a lot of guys where you know. Yeah. I, I think we got to institute our rule from that game. Like, what's the rule? My pet peeve. You know what I mean? How many guys? We had to go to a um, commercial break, and they came out for a play, and, and then were two totally plays fine. back, they were back in. I want to be like, no, you got to sit out for a Do little while. Do you feel then. that way about Odell? I mean, his finger got popped out, and he was back in. Like, was that? Uh, yeah, because he should have just caught the freaking ball first of all. Mm. But no, he didn't. He didn't make you go to a commercial timeout. He ran off the field. He did have one though, where he was laying on the field with his leg. With and his he leg, back yes. But he also has a legitimate injury, so that's a little different. Number thirty-four is who you got? Oh, sweetness. Yeah. Okay. Walter Payton would be number one. Uh, Earl Campbell, Ricky Williams in college and the pros. You're you're naming all the ones on my best thirty-four of all time list. Wow. Yes. Okay. Um, hold on. Another three-four. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. That's all I got for okay, now. Okay, Fendrick, do you have a 34? I'm pulling up my guy right now. You remember the running back on the Terps that scored point number 50 oh, against the Longhorns in week one? I don't remember. My him. man Jake, we got the funk. Got to have that funk. That's what they call him. That's number 34 awesome. on the Terps this I, year. I one time uh, was on TV and I said, get the funk out of here like that. Right. And the news director was standing outside of the studio afterwards. And, and the Adam, FCC came. Adam, we need to have a talk. I said, what? He goes, you just said, get the fuck on, on television. I said, I absolutely did not. I said, there was music playing. I said, get that funk out of here, like the funk music. And he was like, I don't believe you. And we had to go to the tape, and I'm sitting and there, it. and I was so confident. And usually I'm like, oh, God, what did I say? <laughs> oh, yeah. 34s. It is so bad currently in the 34s. Are you ready? I was going to say, right now, there is just nobody that Listen I can to think this of. list of absolute mediocre Shane running Vereen. backs. Alex Collins, Car- Cameron Artis Payne, Isaiah Crowell, Zach Zenner, Tyler Irvin, Matt Jones, the missing... Watt brother, Derek Watt, Malcolm Brown, Sonoris Perry, Rex Burkhead, Shane Vereen, Thomas Rawls, and your second cousin, Charles Sims. Good old Charles. Good old Charles. Nobody. You're right. Defensive backs, Damn. Brian Poole, Monte Nicholson, William Parks from the Broncos, right. and Andrew Sandejo. Very average. It is. Now all time, the really good randoms, Ruben Drones, Tim Hightower, right. Derek Ward, Richard Mendenhall, and D'Angelo Williams is okay. probably the best of that Very list. Good one, yeah. The Lefko Loves, Kevin Jones, the running back from the Lions that was on Virginia Tech with right. Vic, and he was from Philly. Yeah, he was strong great. as hell. Kevin Turner, right. fullback from the Eagles back in the day, and Lamont Jordan, uh, friend of the podcast. Lamont, Lamont. Best 34s Lamont. of all time, you named him. Ricky Williams, Walter Payton, Earl Campbell, Bo Jackson, the two you missed, Herschel Walker, uh, and Thurman Thomas. Damn. So you think Sweetness is the best out of all of them? Yeah. And then who's two? Ooh, Earl? Probably Earl. Man, yeah. Thur- Thurman Thomas and er- and Emmett Smith were two of the best of their generations, and neither of them get respect. No, Thurman is Thurman would probably be third there. What was Thurman's style? Man, Thurman was a little bit more. He was like uh, the the first version of a Marshall Falk. That's so what he, he was. was the receiving back. He was. I, I want. I don't want to say he had a thousand and a thousand, but I bet you he was close a bunch. And then I find Herschel. I find Herschel Walker and Bo Jackson to be very similar in terms of their tenure, but also their athletic ability. Right. How 
how do you rank Bo Jackson and Herschel Walker? I actually don't even think that's close. I think Bo is by far Bo Bo Jackson. Herschel's freak, but yes. Bo Jackson is an all-time freak. I mean, Bo Jackson was I know maybe the best player in baseball, and then would come back and be like, "Oh, okay, it's week six. Oh, I'm the best running so, back in football." So, how do we talk about him if Gales if if Terrell Davis just got in the Hall of Fame. How do we measure oh. Bo Jackson? I mean, he never had a 2,000-yard no, season or no, won a Super Bowl. No, he never had that. He He's he's not going to get there. Okay. you just got to be Bo Jackson. NBAs of all time. Uh, currently, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Mike mm. Dunleavy, Devin Harris, Sean Livingston. Uh, all-timers. Corliss Williamson, oh. Paul Pierce, Hakeem Olajuwon, right. Charles Barkley, Damn, Ray Allen, and Charles Oakley. That's a Damn, serious list. That is serious. Three fours and b Well, this is what I'm realizing. Yeah. As the NBA players are getting better in the mid-30s, the NFL players are getting worse currently because we're in fullback territory. Yeah. Fullback and weird safety numbers. Yeah, it's funny how no tailbacks want to wear 34 right now. It's funny. Well, just letting all the tailbacks know, it's wide open to be the best 34 right now because yes. it's you versus Sonoris Perry. So good <laughs> luck. Uh, Constitution. Ooh, Let's get to it. Lido Querque. Lido, uh, we need to get back to you. I know you asked for some constructive criticism, but I want to go over the current Constitution. The current Constitution, number one, Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback of all time. Two, Kyle Shanahan. Uh, three, beans, not beef. Four, coaches must scheme for players, not rely on their talents. Five, legs and ass. Six, players first. Seven, Pigeon toad. Eight, Phil Sims belongs in the Hall of Fame. And nine, turf is bad for NFL players' knees. Uh, before we go Dalvin on. Dalvin Cook, thank you. <coughs> thank I'm going to add a. Uh, this is a. This is two, amendment number nine. Right. Turf. This right. is submitted by Joshua Clark. Right. What do Julian Edelman, David Johnson, Julio Jones, and Dalvin Cook all have in common? Mm-hmm. They all got hurt playing the Lions on turf. That's funny. Think about that. Holy cow. Edelman, Johnson, Julio Jones, and Cook all against the Lions Holy. on turf. Yeah, that's funny. Now, the game was in Minnesota, but yes, still, regardless still of that, Detroit the was there. It's funny. On turf. Uh, and then a lot of people said, how the fuck could you guys bet on the Bears and go against Amendment Number 1? <laughs> Which is true. I think it's that's a, valid criticism. It's a very valid t- criticism. When I'm telling you, when I saw Mike Glennon's uh, photo, and they were like, tell the tape, quarterback battles, Aaron Rodgers and Glennon, and Glennon looks like a mid-popped pimple. <laughs> like, Glennon looks like a pimple that's in the process of being popped. I went, what the fuck did I do? I Stupid. felt bad. <laughs> I you felt, felt bad about what? I felt bad for him. Oh, I thought I thought you meant you felt bad for your bets. <laughs> no, I, I kind of did. The, the, you only bet ten dollars. I bet a hundred. The fact that it went into his knee and they blamed that on Glennon, I was like, that's not on Glennon. I don't know if it was or not. Actually, all right, I'm so, not sure about that. It might have been on Glennon. For it is time for our new amendments, uh, and this is compliments of Lido Quirky. So let us get that music going. Uh, Turn that up. Any baby. day there, Fender. No, no, we oh, got it. Rolling. Turn oh, it it's up. It's just a slow build. Oh. This is uh, four, Amendment One. For every sentence started by Sims, Lefko shall finish it. For every thought that Sim has and wants to portray to the fans, Lefko shall finish it, reframe it, and at certain times use it to transition so smoothly to the next subject you won't even know that he interrupted this Sims. This is past already. I'm passing it. So good, no, so good news for the nerds and us all. At times, Sims may start speaking like Yoda now so that we pick up the important stuff before Lefko inevitably stops him try that. from finishing a single goddamn Rogers sentence. Rogers is good he... <laughs> Thanks, Yoda. Number two. 
When we have a thought or idea that may serve the podcast, we solemnly swear to do our best to save it for said podcast. Thank you. When we drill down on a topic, we shall always attempt to do it on air so we may share in it together. And number three, self-examination is no longer strictly a medical recommendation. We swear to constantly attempt to prove ourselves wrong in an effort to scout just as harshly than those we speak of in order to reach the highest of standards. We will always be open to sensible opinions. This shall be referred to as self-scouting. If you simply think we are stupid after we have heard your arguments and responded with research and a conclusion that is different from yours, you have the permission to pull your head out of your ass. Hear, 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 hear. And thus, the three new amendments that are in the Constitution, submitted by Thomas McCulligan, Adam shall, al- shall always finish Simpson's sentences, Anthony Hamp, when life gives you lemons, save it for the podcast, and Mark Bajant, we shall always self-scout and shall never be closed off to other opinions unless the opinion violates Article 1, Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback Don't you fuck with that opinion, okay? <laughs> and here, those here. are that was pretty good. your three new amendments that have been ratified. I like that. Congratulations. Way to go. All right. Um, we get a lot of submissions this week for we new have amendments? A few. We have a few, and I have to find them. Jeez. But I, I honestly want to give credit to Lito Quirky, and I'm so happy that he does this for us. It's amazing. He's a good writer. You're enjoying it. I am. I, I think he needed to hear that. No, I'm enjoying it. I was wondering if it would get stale. I'm not going to lie, Lito. I was like, and it's not on Lito. It's really on you, Lefko. This is your Why? idea. <laughs> this oh, is yeah. your idea. I mean, but it's been, it's been actually very funny to this point. I mean, not as funny as L-E-F-K-O-E, man. Are you enjoying that? I am, especially with your look right now, too. The Thank, hoodie, I'm going hooded up. I'm going hooded up. <laughs> hoodie Lefko. Right. First submission, <laughs> I underscore Showtime. Blake Bortles is the worst starting quarterback in the NFL. Okay, obviously we need to pull up the teams here. Oh, no, I mean, I I don't think I really need to pull them up, actually. What Uh, is your ruling, Sims? Gosh. I'm going to say nay. And what's your reasoning? My reasoning is because I just don't want to make him a part of our amendments in general. Ooh, I'm going to say nay because it's going to change and we're going to have this podcast for a while. Exactly. Yeah. That's another good point. I think we could do right. something on Blake Bortles. Maybe like Blake Bortles is the proof or that GMs like care more about their jobs. If you throw like Blake Bortles, then you shouldn't be starting at the quarterback position. Uh, something along those so, lines. So take that's another a shot. nay. We'll take right. another shot. Uh, Diago Mendez. This is very nondescript. Something needs to be put into the Constitution about white boy supremes. It is a trademark of the show. I agree. We need to know what that something is, though. We do. Rephrase it for us. Make it cute. So my question is, do we submit this to Leto to write up, or do we wait for someone to write something about white... Oh, you know what? Excuse me. TJ Huago submitted one. His submission is, white boy supreme rule. We don't compare white skill players with other white skill players. I don't believe that's the white boy supreme rule. Right. Because eventually we're going to have to compare a white guy to a white guy. It's going to happen. We're not that good. Right. But I do think someone needs to submit something for white boy supreme. I do not think we we just give this to Lita. To be a white boy supreme, you have to separate yourselves from the other white boys of the NFL. So I'm going to toss this one back out to Twitter. Okay. Hit us with a refined white boy supreme before we submit it to Lito Querke. Right. And that means we only have one more submission left. I did not do a re-ask. Right. Tito, TJ Huago again. 
just like with all Americans, why the players protest is more important than how they do it. Mm. What do you think, Sims? That's an interesting one. It is an interesting one. Um, why they protest more important than how they do it? I again, I guess I would. I I want to say nay only because are we gonna, are we going to be talking about this a year from now or a year and a half from now? I, I hope not. I I think we will. Be. You think we need to keep this in? Well, no, it, I'm not saying we need to keep it. I but I do think we're going to be talking about this. Yes, I still don't think it's a staple of our podcast. Even okay. though we're always going to stick up for the players and we are going to address social issues. Yes. So I do agree with that statement incredibly. Yes. I don't know if it's because I don't know. You're right. I don't know if the if the protest will continue for the life of us. Right. Okay. Um, but I love it. I'm just really glad. I'm glad that everybody in the NFL didn't stand on Sunday. I really am because then we would have had a certain president who talks about respect. He would have taken all the credit from yes. his Saturday tweet. So I'm just glad he didn't. We all right. Didn't so that, that means that we have no new submissions. And that's okay. We have no new amendments, and that is totally okay. These are but, the currents of legislation. But I want to say, TJ Huago, you're right on, dude, and we yeah. appreciate it. And also, shout out to iShowtime and Diago Mendez. Uh, and again, uh, congratulations to McCulligan, Hamp, and Bajent for their new admissions. Uh, going back hey, to- Hey, just real quick. Uh, I mean, what time should I tell my dad we're going to call exactly around? Uh, I would say in about four four ten ish. Let's you want to call him in like fifteen. Let's call him in ten minutes. Okay, I'll just give him a four ten. Okay? okay, great. I'm just sending oh, that text. 10. All right. So our second okay. amendment, of course, was Kyle Shanahan, and of course, we have to give Kyle Shanahan in this podcast every time. Uh, here's a quote from Kyle. So you try to look at each game as it is, and I know we're zero and four right now, but when you lose a total of three games by eight points, we could easily be three and one. And you don't want to make drastic changes for one reason. It's never just one guy talking about Brian Hoyer, and I yeah. try to put a lot of thought into that. Uh, what do you think, saying that they're they're they could be three and one right now? Well, I mean, and not going to C.J. Beathard. They can. They could be. They've been very competitive. I mean, you look at the Seahawks game, 12-9 loss, 41-39 Rams. game was super close. Right. I mean, and but these obviously last the three, Cardinals game was very yes. close. So, uh, yes, they can be. The thing I would say to that is the reason they're not there, though, is because they're quarterback for the most part. He really? is un- You're going to put it on him. I mean, he's the biggest part in my eyes. And, yeah. and, and this is... Again, I haven't really talked to Kyle a whole lot. We're, we're, it's the West Coast thing kills us. You know what I mean? Just the time difference. Yeah, I mean, he's in my phone, and sometimes he calls me. It's it's midnight here, and he's calling on the way home at 9, 9.30, yeah. and I, I'm already checked out. The phone's on silent. Well, for the podcast, I'm going to need you to stay up oh, a little bit later. Okay, yeah, thanks. But um, to me, that is the biggest glaring mistake. They are playing hard. They're a good football Their team. Their defense is really Their defense good. defense is really good. They're well coached, and even though they don't have great pass rushers, they have good defensive front. Like yeah. they can, They're big. They're not going to be bullied. Uh, but I do look at Hoyer as the guy and the yeah. reason, especially. I mean, did you see their? What are their fourth quarter stats? Did you see their fourth quarter stats? No. I mean, they had like negative six yards in the fourth quarter, and there was. I was watching the game. You know, I was. I was at home, and it's Kyle, so I'm watching. He missed some slam dunk freaking throws where I was just like, man, you you can't miss that this man. point of the game. You How? think this is killing him, or was he prepared for this? Um, I don't think he was quite prepared for this. I think Kyle has such great confidence in his offense, which he should. Mm. I think he's always looked at it like I'll get the quarterback over the hump, right? And I don't just don't know if the team is quite talented enough, along with his scheme, to quite get a Hoyer 
are over the hump. You know what I mean? I think it's time that we finally finalize the nickname for Tariq Cohen and Jordan Howard, the backfield of the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Uh, we came in and we put it out there. What do you like? The deli, mention the bench, the menchman, and the henchman. Uh, some other ones here. Uh, <laughs> Alex Wilcox. If Kyle Long does indeed call Jordan Howard juice, they could be called mench and the quench. Uh, Jake uh-huh. Baker says we call them duh backs. Uh, some <laughs> bad ass. Duh backs. CP Sweeney says the bruiser and the cruiser. Oh, I kind of uh, like that one. Andrew Ringle says the mensch and the trench. And then Sean Ostrowski calls them the Hebrew and the hammer. <laughs> I, that would be my pick. The Hebrew that and the hammer. That would be too. Before that, it would have been the other one. Uh, what was it? Duh No, backs. what was it two after that? Mention the quench. No, next one. Keep going. Mention the bench. Nope. Menchman and the henchman. Nope. Bruiser and the cruiser. Yes, that one. Yes. That one or the last one, but I think the last one wins I think out. we're going to go with the Hebrew and the hammer. Yeah, the Hebrew and the hammer. Hebrew and the hammer? Yes. I think it's perfect. I think it What's, is. What sounds better, Hebrew and the hammer or the hammer and the Hebrew? Hebrew and the hammer. It's got to be the Hebrew I and the I think the Hebrew yeah. first is better, too. All right, so Sean Ostrowski, congratulations. We are officially going with the Hebrew and the hammer. Man, yep. Bruiser As and the, Cruiser is pretty good, too, though. Yeah, but I think Hebrew and the hammer, to keep along, keep alive the mensch. Right. Hebrew and the hammer is officially the name of the Bears Do you think he even field. realizes his last name is a Jewish last name? No, That's no what I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> I hope so. I hope he looks around the phone book and he goes, Ira. Like, there's none of them, none of them are Tariq. Um, by the way, shout Shout out to Jordan Howard being a fucking badass and constantly playing with his arm in a sling. Like, it's incredible to watch. It is. Um, I I can't even imagine the running back position in general, but he's young and he's dumb and he's full of strength. Yes. Thank you. That was testosterone. All right. So, he didn't even see. He doesn't even realize it. He was like thinking about a spreadsheet. I'm Um, not even going to participate. So, one thing that I told you that I was going to do is I wanted to look back at all of the teams that started off well. Who did they actually play? Yeah. And then look at the teams that were bad and who did they actually play? I like that. And we actually had an iTunes comment from Three Eagles fan. Where is the love for the Eagles? They've played four really tough teams, three on the road. I think it's time to take them seriously. I've been taking them seriously. It's it's Lefko who has it. All right. So the Eagles, they're three and one, uh, and they're three. They the, the combined record of the teams they've played is six and ten. Yeah, they've played Washington on the road, the Chiefs on the road. It was a loss, and the Chargers on the road. But it's six and ten because the Giants and the Chargers are both zero oh and, and four, four. Right, and the teams that they they played on the road, uh, the two other teams were a combined seven and one. Right. So I think that that's a very respectable three and one. The team that came away the most impressive to me at three and one, the number one record was the Bills. Yeah. Yeah. They're three and one, and the record of the teams they've played are eleven and five. Panthers, Broncos, and Falcons all three and one. Yeah. Jets two and two. Right. So I look at the Bills, I go, wow. And you do a deeper dive on the Bills. The only game in which the Jets have scored less than twenty, the Bills. Mm-hmm. The only game in which the Falcons have scored less than twenty, the Bills. Right. The only game in which the Panthers have scored less than ten, Carolina, and the the, the Broncos the scored the least amount. The Bills, yeah. yeah. And the, the Broncos scored their least amount against the Bills as well. Right. So the Bills are for real. The Bills are good. Yes, they are. Now, they've been, I think all those teams, too, again, it's a game of matchups, just to add my two cents into it. Of course. Okay. And they match up well with those teams. Of course, Carolina, they match up well with. That's, I mean, the, Atlanta they, was surprising, but the wide receiver injuries played. It was into definitely that. an in, surprising. The film was surprising. I mean, if we go into that game, uh, because you, I think you looked at my notes, but regardless, that game, I think, of course, the receivers. Uh, I'm very interested to see where it goes because mm. I just think 
I didn't see a ton from the Sarkeesian gotcha. offense, and I wonder if it's going to go that way. Gotcha. Yeah. The the 3-1 and one team with the worst combined opponent record, right. the Rams. Right. 5-11. and 11. Mm-hmm. At, Tied with Pittsburgh, 5-11. and 11. Mm. So the Rams have beaten the Colts. They lost to Washington, the 49ers, and the Cowboys. Right. So they're 5-11. and 11. The Steelers have beaten the Browns, yep. the Bears, and the Ravens. Right. Uh, excuse me, excuse me. They the Browns, the, the Vikings, the Ravens lost to the Bears. Right. Steelers have played Deshaun Kaiser, yeah. Case Keenum, right. Mike Glennon, and Joe Flacco. Yeah. So the the Steelers truly are a team right now that I am going to wait on. Yep. Everyone's crowning them the kings of the north. We need to wait. Uh, the other, I think you can crown the kings of the north. Just because the north The stinks. north's not that good. Uh, the only but, thing I want to say is... Yeah. I want to wait and see the Bengals. Yeah. They're not that far out right now. No, they're and they're not. very talented. Mm-hmm. And now that Vontez Perfect is back, I want to see. Yeah, let's see. It. Uh, the other record of the teams that are three and one, the Lions, seven and nine, and then and the Carolina Panthers, seven and nine. Carolina has beaten the 49ers, the Bills, and the Patriots right. and lost to the Saints. Detroit has beaten the Cardinals, the Giants, the Vikings, and lost to the Falcons. Yes. So just something interesting yeah, to see. It but is Buffalo, Buffalo has been great. Now the teams that have sucked, the teams they've played. Right. The 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 Chargers, they've played teams with a combined record of eleven and four. Damn. Broncos, right. Chiefs, Eagles, Dolphins. Right. Interesting. It is. Bears are one and three. They have also played a combined eleven and four. They have lost to the Falcons, Bucks, Packers. And they beat the Steelers. So I think the Bears are a lot better than the record indicates as well. Yes. The Giants are after that at 10-5. and five. They have lost to the Cowboys, the Lions, the Eagles, and the Bucks. Right. Again, I would say that's a really Pretty good roster. Gr- yep. After that is the Niners, 10-6. and six. Panthers, Seahawks, Rams, and Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Not as great. Yeah, and then the one that comes in with the worst record is the Bengals at seven and nine. They're one and three. The Ravens, Texans, and Packers they lost to, and they beat the Browns. Yeah, so maybe I shouldn't be too excited about the Bengals. Yeah, well, and they they just they were a mess at the start of the year. I don't think it mattered who the hell they played; they were so, going to screw it up. So what this taught me was. Uh, the Chargers and Bears are probably a little bit better than we're saying they yes. are, and the Rams and Steelers are probably a little bit worse right. than we're talking about right now. Right. Would you agree with that? Uh, who are the ones that you said are a little worse? The Rams and Steelers. Uh, I would agree. I don't know if I... Mm. Okay, This the Steelers are a tough one. The Rams, Because totally their defense aggressive. is fantastic. Man, it's fantastic. Now, uh, the good thing that they... I mean, like, like we've talked about, they haven't had to play like a high-octane pass offense the yet. The Steelers? No. And I think that's where I do look at it. Like, I, if you look at my and they're notes, not getting it this week with Bortles. No, and then the thing I've looked at is really again their defense is amazing. Their front seven is arguably the best in the game. Yeah, I think it might be the best. They have played a lot of teams that want to stay in the box. But yes, exactly right. Like and the they're Vikings still not really want a man to man. It was Case Keenum's first game. The right. Bears want to pound you. Right. The Ravens really have no offense. No. Deshaun Kaiser is the worst. That's right. I want to see right the now. secondary tested for sure. Before your dad comes on, let's yeah. play a little game called Stat Game. Woo-hoo. All right, this one's for both of you. Who currently has the best quarterback QBR in the NFL? Boom, boom, Ooh, boom. The best boom, QBR. So it's not boom, Joe Flacco. Boom, Damn. Boom, boom. I should really should know this. Let's I don't go look rapid at it. fire. On, I know. Go. Gosh. Uh, Tom Brady. Uh, Matt Ryan. Deshaun Watson. Man, that was so Absolutely. easy. Yep. Who, has the, who has the worst QBR in the NFL? Joe Flacco. Boom, boom. Deshaun Kaiser. Deshaun Kaiser. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Thought that point five got me. <laughs> who is leading rookies in receiving yards this year? Boom, oh. Boom, 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 Kareem boom, Hunt. Boom, 
boom, uh, boom. Tariq Cohen. Christian McCaffrey, uh-huh. 206. Damn. Damn. Who is leading rookies in interceptions? Boom, boom, oh, boom. Gary and... Uh, hold on. I can't even think of people, rookies that are in interceptions. Malik Hooker. Bang, 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 bang. Malik Hooker. What you got to say about that? I got nothing to say. I don't want to Which quarterback has been sacked the most in the NFL this season? Ooh, sacked the most. Andy Dalton. Boom, boom, boom. No. Wait, hold on. Sack boom, the most. Boom, Who is it? Boom, been? Boom, is it? It's boom, not Brady. Boom, boom, boom. Carson Palmer. Uh, 17 that was times. So easy. Damn, their offensive line has sucks. no ass and legs. Right. Which team has the least amount of sacks? Which team has sacked the other quarterback the least Ooh. with one? Boom, boom. One Sims' sack? eyes just pulled. There's one team in the NFL that has sacked the other quarterback one the time. The Chargers. Boom, no. boom. No, I mean, no, no. I mean I'm just picking Sp- random teams every Joshi. time. Melvin They've Ingram only has like sacked the quarterback one time. Hurry up, three. New York Jets. The answer is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, that's another easy one. I just was talking oh, about that. Easy, and, huh? they're, yeah. and they're playing Tom Brady. Gosh. Who is the NFL sack leader right now with seven and a half sacks through no four idea. games? Couldn't even tell you. Boom, 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 I know boom, this one, boom, too, and it's totally boom, boom. killing me here. He had a big performance against the team that allowed the most sacks on Monday Night Football in Arizona. Oh, didn't someone have uh, someone had like four sacks in that game? No, Demarcus Lawrence. Damn, that's right. And which rookie is Man. currently yeah, leading? I would never the, pulled it though. Which rookie is currently leading the NFL in sacks? Rookie the, uh, Carl Lawson. Yes, he is two and a half. Little quote about Carl Lawson. Yep. Lost As he teeth. was going to sack Deshaun Kaiser, the quote is, when I'm bringing him down, I see my teeth up in the air and I think, oh crap. Lawson wasn't wearing a mouthpiece at the time. Linebacker Keith Minter, Kevin Minter scolded him. You're going to listen to me now, huh? I've been telling him since training camp. This is what his quote was, though. If I had, been, if I had gotten knocked out any other play, I probably would have been a little bit more upset. But it was a good pass rush, so I sacrificed my teeth for it. <laughs> I love it. Makes my me love Carl Lawson yes. even more. I mean, I, I saw the picture too. You know, I had him chipped. He didn't have him like lost. That's no big deal. Not like me, like where I've lost four freaking teeth. Yeah, well, you got hit by a car, yes, so those things are going to happen. We are going to do Lefko rookie inventory in a second, where I'm going to pick your brain about rookies. But in the meantime, it's everyone's favorite segment: fill in time with Big Phil Sims. You know what big you're going to do when he picks up? Oh, what should I do? Well, I don't know. But last week, you know, he's funny because he's always like, you know, I, I don't know. I'm like, it's live. As soon as you enter the phone, right, so it's he's going to be ready. This time. Yeah, I think so. We'll see. All right, so this time I'm just going to give him silence. I'll I'll uh, set I'll step him up. I'll, I mean I'll set You're him up. Step with him it. up. Step him cool. up. Too. All right, here we go. He took your hood, your hoodie off. Yeah, I got. I'm getting hot. Johnny Cool Nuts over there. Cool Nuts. Johnny Cool Nuts. Oh look, he's going to write it down. He said Johnny Cool Nuts at 409. <laughs> it's fine. I got no issue there. I'm going to go Spanish. Oh, you're not going to get him. He's the king of. Uh, when he calls, well, he, he better pick up. When he answers, he goes, "Joe Barm Grill." Are you? Are we gonna get voicemail? It's four oh nine, so you might have called him a little early. What? He's on Bill Parcells' time. It's come. Welcome to Verizon. All right, All right give it a, you know what he's voicemail. doing? I'm just to tell you what he's doing. He's walking from the kitchen out to his office. Are we right leaving now. him a voicemail? Yeah. I don't think they have a real voicemail. I don't even know that. Press star. 
Otherwise, call back. Damn it. Yeah, it's all right. All right. Phil. Try again. Should I call again? Yeah, call all again. Right, oh, call yeah, again. he's ready. I while, mean, while we call. I'm telling you, he's walking from the kitchen to. That's all his life is kitchen to office, office to kitchen, kitchen to. Oh, this is his office. So he doesn't. Does he have a cell phone? Well, this is No, this is his house phone. Yeah, he has a cell phone. Okay. This is the house phone, though. Oh, we, well, this is great, though. We'll really be able to bust on him for not answering at 410. Uh, while we wait, the NFL currently is on the verge of changing that May 16 rule for Pac-12 players. Oh, I saw that. How great is that? I mean, yeah, great. It's about fucking time. I mean, are you, that's, are you kidding me for with people that people don't rule? realize it's like the Pac-12 players couldn't even go to training camp because they weren't allowed to until they finished their finals. Oh, Sims. I mean, he literally texted me saying, yes. All right, here we go. Hold on. All right, here we go. All right, just, All right here we go. We can make some edits here. I don't know. Kind of like it. I do like it too. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, uh, I want to call him again. Well, we're gonna. But I'm, I'm texting him. I'm texting him right now. I don't know what the heck he's doing. God damn it! I mean, don't he, go changing. I am secretly hoping he's taking a ship. Oh, now he's he answered his text right now. Call it again. All right, here we All right, go. Here we go. All right. All right, Phil. Chris, you just hit him right off the bat. Um, yeah. I will. Going to ruin him. Is he not going to pick up again? I don't know. Because he's probably realized, oh, shit, it's 410. I got to walk out to the office real quick. Hold what on. What do you think his 40 is at this time in uh, his life? It's not good. The last time he was doing some running workouts, yeah, uh, he, he did some running workouts and hurt his back. <laughs> and I was like, what are you doing? Like. Welcome. Unreal. All right, it's okay. He's, he's going. I'm calling the same number as last week. Oh, yeah, that's the right one. Okay. All right, get it again. Know, Give it again. Give it how again. Many, how many fumbles did he have in his career? Because this is a dropped opportunity. Oh, well, he, when he left the NFL, he was sacked the most in the history of the NFL. He was. And I think Elway passed him up once Elway retired. Hey, what the fuck? We said we were going to call you at 410. I mean, what the fuck? It's we've called four times. Hey, wow. You know, I raised you better than this. I you, really did. I don't you think know, you so. did. Were yes, you? I did. Were no, you I walking? Did. You just don't listen because, you know, you know it all, right? Am I, am I right or wrong, Adam? He does know a lot, and he thinks he knows <laughs> yeah. even more. Big Phil, were you walking you. from the kitchen to the office? Is that what was happening? No, I had my phone unhooked because I like to keep it from ringing when I'm working. I realized, I thought you what? were calling myself, so I plugged it in. Oh Wait a second. Gosh. Hold on. <laughs> Time out. So you unplug your phone so that nobody bothers you? <laughs> then what's, well, what's the point of having the phone? What if it's an emergency? Because I have this other thing that's called uh, where I can go into studios and dial in and all that. So when I'm on it, I don't want my phone to ring. So, gotcha. hey, enough about the phone, you two. <laughs> Is it a rotary phone? Do you have to, like, like swirl the numbers? <laughs> dad, dad goes through. You, you, know, know, you know what? If you were, Well, never mind. Go ahead. What, Christopher? I was just going to say, you know, dad, dad doesn't, like, you know, I cuss, and he sometimes tells me to watch my mouth and blah, blah, blah. He taught me how to cuss, okay? Because when I was little growing up, Phil cussed, okay? Well, yeah, I mean, and you're passing it along to Philip. Oh, yeah, someone wanted me to ask Big Phil. Big Phil, what do you think about your grandson cursing on the podcast? Uh, you know, uh, I was not happy, and and I don't know what to say. Now, if I curse when I'm in public, whenever I'm doing a show, I put $50 in a glass. Oh, do you? What? Yes, I do. What? I, I... So, at the end of the year, I said, I'll just keep stashing $50 in there every time I say a curse word, and when the year's over, we'll draw for it and see who wins. Oh, well, he, he's, you're going to lose, and you're going to be putting a lot of $50. He says don't curse, and then my, when he comes over to the house, my little boy catches him cursing and goes, hey, Papa, you just cursed. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's probably something you did to upset me, but so far... 
after how many weeks is this now? Four. We're in week five. Yep. This is a so week four, far, yeah. I've only given up 50 bucks. So uh, nice. there you go. Okay. All right. So, Big right. Phil, uh, speaking of the youth and Philip, I hear you have something to talk about with some young quarterbacks. What's on your mind? Well, we well, I think uh, yeah, go what's ahead. on my mind, I don't even know if I can explain it. You know, just uh, it's easy. Hindsight's great. Now, Mitch Trubisky, Mitchell, sorry, Mitchell, they want, I don't want Mrs. Trubisky to come and, and get after me, too. But, um, you know, we know he's going to play. And why did it take so long for him to play? Well, look, they paid Mike Glennon during the offseason. We know all that. They're going to start him at the start of the year because it, if they didn't, it makes them look bad. And, of course, they didn't really know. They were looking for a one-year starter. But you can never be sure you're going to get the quarterback you want in the draft. So they – Hey, so they protected themselves by going out and getting Mike Glennon. And, you know, you look at the other quarterbacks, you look at Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, these guys are ready to play when they step into the pros. Mm. And if you worked with them and decide you were going to go with them as your quarterback, you would have been, you would have been fine. Of course, Patrick Mahomes, he's not going to get that chance because Alex Smith, it's a good team. Yep. He's playing well. But when the time comes, I have no doubt – Physically, he'll be ready to go. So if you're one of those teams, uh, what was Deshaun Watson? Where was he picked? What number? Oh, uh, 10? 10? 11? Well, no. Mahomes well, okay. went. Home was 10. He went 11, I think, or 12. Have got to sit back and go, man, we made a mistake. And yes, you did. Right. You know, you don't wait for the next year because who knows what's going to be there next year. Yes. And you can do without, oh, there's a really solid – our board has them ranked this way. Well, the board – that's like the two-point sheet. Mike Tomlin should blow his up. Everybody should because it doesn't work, and the board doesn't ever tell you the value of the quarterback. Right. So, Watson you know, you've you got to do that. And, and here's my other beef. Backup quarterbacks. You, you, listen, a lot of good ones in the NFL, but there's a lot of other ones you don't go, man, how is he still in the league? And why is he in the league? Yeah, that's that's this is really the point, Dad. Why are the backup quarterbacks in the league? Because this is something that we hear from coaches, Dad and I, oh my and people around the NFL all the time. So tell people what they always say with the backup quarterback. Well, you know, he knows how to get us in and out of the huddle. Oh, my God, that's such a – you know, it's going to take me five years to learn that, Coach. we got to get him ready to do that. Five, but, oh, it's, he gets us in now the huddle and communicate the play. Or well, – What do you think these college quarterbacks who have talent have been doing? Right. And then, you know, our quarterback room, we really like our quarterback room. Now, what does that mean? I hear that so much from these, these cliché-ridden coaches. It dry, I just walk away. He's you good know, in the meeting room. the face. But I sat there by him with. I said, "Man, if I hear that it's good, it's a good quarterback room. I think I'm going to throw up." And hey, all quarterbacks are in that room. Yeah, you get along, but they all have one thing in common: they all want to play. Right. And hey, they'll help the guy that's playing, but man, they want to be out there and play. And if they don't want to be out there, then well, we know what you got a guy that shouldn't be there to begin with. And it just it it irritates me. And it's the politics. Well, let's don't get anybody in here that could look better on the practice field than our mm. starter. That, that a lot of times that's that's the case too. Yes, Phil, and have you ever sat there? Last thing, it'll be interesting. Matt Castle, <laughs> love Matt Castle, known him since his days in New England. Yeah, can he carry the load for no. the Tennessee Titans, uh, which is a pretty good football team? Can he duplicate what Marcus Mariota does? No, 
No, he cannot. No. So they'll have to find different ways to win. Yeah. Phil, have you ever sat there in a meeting and, and, and like, I know that you're very respectful and you're not going to say anything back, but have you ever looked at the coach and been like, are you kidding? Like, that's, like, you know, that's ridiculous. Like, I, I don't, I doubt you have, but have you ever been so compelled that you wanted to? Uh, no. <laughs> no. You know, listen, when you're in these coaches' office and they're doing what they do for us, when I used to do games, you got, you know, I'm always respectful. I, realize the job and there's more to it sometimes yeah. than we all make it up to be I, I i respect that it's a brutally tough job and every head coach says the same thing hey i came in this morning at five o'clock couldn't wait to get involved in football and, oh i got this on the desk oh so and so got in trouble last night oh this guy did this oh my gosh what oh you need a lunch menu and you know the next thing you know it's it's time to go to practice and they haven't done anything yeah. for football so it's 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 a brutal job but it pays well. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> you know, I want to go back to the young QBs thing, too, because I think it's that is like a, an interesting topic. Because, again, it's the old mode of the NFL. It even goes into the running backs thing, where sometimes it's, oh, we're going to play the veteran because he knows what to do on third down and pass protect. I mean, remember, like, the Cardinals started Chris Johnson t- right. last year over David Johnson just because of that. And uh, But the thing, too, with the quarterbacks, I mean, you and I have talked about this a lot. It's not 1979 anymore. Like, you know, you're not, this is not the era of like when you played high school football and I played high school football where, you know, holy, holy shit, I threw it 15 times. Yeah. This is awesome. And then, right. And then you went to college and you're like, damn, I threw it 21 times. Now, I mean, eighth graders are throwing it 20 times. You get the high school, right, seven on seven, the camps, all that stuff, uh, flag football, whatever it may be. I mean, that's where I just think they're missing the ball. The quarterbacks are farther along in the drop-back pass game than ever before. And Well, there's further along. They know how to be quarterbacks more than ever before, and we're going to see a bunch of them come out this year. I don't know. My first thought is it won't be as good as the group that we just talked I about, agree. the right. three guys, but that's another story. But, yes, I was over here by my house throwing last week, and the kid that's a seventh grader playing on the local – uh, you know, town football team. I said, hey, Ben, how you doing? You know, hey, did y'all win? Yes, we won, Mr. Sims. I said, well, how many did you throw today? Well, I think we threw around 15 times. I went, what? I know. 15 times in a little wrecked football game. And, of course, the kid can really throw and, and all that. But I just, that's amazing. So these guys are ready to play more. And it, all, it comes to this. Now, we've already talked about Deshaun Watson. Yep. Two things. Does he look like he's a little nervous or out of place on the NFL field? No, to me, I feel he's more comfortable on the NFL field than he did in college yeah. because there's more knowledge. They got more answers for him, right. and he knows those answers now. And I'll say this, and with all honesty, I'm shocked with mm. Bill O'Brien. I watched that game against the Tennessee Titans. Now, the Tennessee Titans' pass defense is horrendous. and It's not very good. That's the word for it. Um <laughs> But when I watched the offense, I was like, look at this. The formations, they moved it. Of course, he did a little zone read. He did an option. He did a quarterback draw. But he didn't take punishment in any of those things, no. which is what you can do nowadays with, the, with a quarterback that can move. And what they did, I just got to tell you, I go, I can't believe this. I mean, it's just, it, it didn't even look like the Houston Texans. No, it looked and, like and a whole other team. This, the movement of quarterbacks. Because I talk about it constantly. Yeah. You don't have to be a great athlete. I just got done watching Tom Brady against the Carolina Panthers, and, you know, you thought that was Deshaun Watson back there running around. He's 
bopping up in the pocket. He's way outside of the right. He runs to the left. He's throwing the ball down the field. And so you don't have to be anything special to have movement. You just got to teach yourself. You got to do it in practice. Then you do it in games. Yes. The Bills. Two people come to my mind. Boy, I'm on some rant. Go. Two people that come to my mind that got to move. Yeah. And one was Mike Glennon. Right. He was his own worst enemy. He stood there and just couldn't. Hey, if it doesn't happen for you in the NFL right now, then start moving. Right. And the other one, of course, he's older, Carson Palmer. Yeah. Just not enough movement, taking way too much punishment for a guy his age and with a team that has all those veterans. I mean, getting hit just square in the back, getting oh. smashed in the face. I mean, it's it, it's crazy. Yeah. Now, hey, Eli's finally side, started moving a little bit. bit. But the other side, Eli Manning, there yeah, it is. last week, you know, he moved, let's say, three, four times. I'm not sure. But you know what? It was a difference in the game. It and was. And it helped him. Yeah. And, you know, so, hey, doesn't take a rocket science to do this thing. But this, this I think we're going to see a change in the NFL where young players across the board at every position, look what happened in Buffalo. Oh, we got Sammy Watkins and – uh, Woods at Robert Woods at wide receiver out. Get them out. Right. Now they got two young guys. They got well, of course they got Matthews and Zay Jones. They drafted. They're right. doing fine. Right. They get rid of two. Ronald Darby, Stephon Gilmore, pre- premier quarters. Right. And you know when you watch them, you go, "There's no way the two they let go are better than these two that I'm watching here right now because they are playing awesome." So my point being, just like Jared Goff, all of it together. He didn't like, oh, Jared Goff has now shown us what he really is. No, he's not. He's being coached. Right. He's in a different environment. The coach is helping him show his talent, which he didn't have even a chance to do last year. And the same can be said a lot about a lot of positions in the NFL. All right. Hey, that was awesome. Good shit, big Fucking guy. Way it. to go. Come in and then hey, just wait, take over. That, that, so far now, that's about 250 bucks. you owe me. <laughs> Put it on my tab, Big Phil. Put yeah, it on my tab. big. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, tell, tell, you, tell your boy, Adam, do you know how to play backgammon? I can learn to kick your ass. Oh, that oh, was no, too strong. That was Come too on. strong. Listen, I'm a mathematician. It's the only great quality I have in life. I got it. It's about numbers. Talk to that guy sitting next to you. Really? Tell him about the next four months he's working for free because that's what he owes me. Back <laughs> it is All true. Right. Hey, All right. You guys have a good day. All right, you Dad. Too, see you. <laughs> I owe Dad, um, I think, somewhere in $18,000 in backgammon <laughs> bets. What? Right. I mean, the He's first good, game huh? we—well, the first game we ever—he bought me a board for Christmas in two thousand and eight or nine, like yeah. a really nice board, like a huge briefcase. You open it up, yeah. It's leather. He's I a little to, competitive. Oh, huh? he's and it, like this. I used to play this with like Brandon Stokely in Denver. We'd sit there and gamble all night long. He'd drink beers, and I'd do what I do. Drink uh, tequila. Uh, yep, drink tequila. Tequila, tequila, and we would bet. But game, back game was a great game. But the first game I ever played played with my dad, he taught me how to play. And then, he said, and then next gamble. game he goes, all right, let's, we'll play for 100 in this game. And I was like, sure. <laughs> and I just started. I was down like $10,000 like the first month I owned the thing. <laughs> so it's like put it in our tab. And he writes it down and we got it on there. Oh, I really want to play your dad in ping pong. Wait, two quick things about what he said real yes. quick. The corner thing with Buffalo. What they did, too, is they realized we don't need to pay these corners this because it's not the important cog of our team. Mm. We play zone. We don't need the man-to-man corners. So it was great going. The same reason the Panthers got rid of their big money guys right. because they could afford it with that defensive they go, scheme. Right, we're going to put it somewhere else. We might have to pay a D tackle or another pass rusher, whatever it may be, just to say that. And the other thing is, like, 
he's totally I never thought about this or what he said, but the Deshaun Watson being like more uncomfortable in college. I wrote down as he was saying that, I wrote, I was more nervous in college than the NFL. Really? Yes, because in college I felt like, man, what am I supposed to do when they play this blitz or do this? Like, it's just on me to fucking make it happen? Coaching? Is that what right, the difference is? Right, right. And in the NFL, when you have a good coach who's sound and doesn't always mm. have to be creative, he just goes, hey, when you get you get this blitz, we're going to check the blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, I've taught the left tackle when he sees this guy go in to pop out. and you, So you feel at ease. You go, okay, I have the answers to this. This is nothing new. Where in college at times I'd be like, Man, we, we haven't picked up this blitz all game, and it's the fourth quarter, and oh, fuck, here it comes again. Blue 85, Blue yeah. 85. Hey, Roy Williams, they're ready, set, hot! Yeah. Ooh, and I would well, throw the it up. three names I would say would be Sean McDermott, Bill O'Brien, and Sean McVay. Yeah. And what are those guys? Yes. Good coaches. Good coaches, no doubt. Man. I know. So that's just... That's but, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, you never think about the, the level of coaching and how that impacts a player. It does. And if a player is able to and, and retain maybe, it and well, do all that. And that's why I would think they go to the next level and they're a even Saban, better. A Saban Meyer kid right. has a lot of that thing figured out for him yes. where maybe a Clemson kid has to kind of do it himself do it a little bit. Exactly right. Dabo's a hell of a recruiter. Right. I think he's a good coach. But, but that's where you grade on potential. Exactly right. You're saying that. Right. They're, those coaches have taught them it's like we've talked about with Alabama players. Sometimes they're peaked out already because they've been because they know exactly what to do. Exactly right, and yeah. they've been made look good because they're always in a good position by their coaching. Right, where other teams are just like, "Hey, your guys are awesome. Just go make it happen." Yeah, for they, us. then you watch an Ed Orgeron LSU kid and go, "Man, Jamal Adams is fucking incredible." Right. Speaking <laughs> of Jamal Adams, before we get to the Leftco rookie inventory, uh, Morris Claiborne had a quote about Jamal Adams and Marcus May, the mm. two young safeties for the Jets who are fucking incredible. Amazing. Right. Quote is, I believe that those two guys can have the type of impact that Dak Prescott and Zeke had on the offensive side of the ball. Remember, Claiborne played for the Cowboys last year. Right. The energy they bring when they hit the field every week is unbelievable. They bring it during practice. We feed off of it. Yeah. Think you about that. It. The impact of those rookies, the same as Dak and Zeke. You it's could, really cool. It is cool. You don't think about the defensive side of the ball. My first thing, like I knew Jamal Adams was going to start, right? And I was just like, okay, Jamal Adams is going to start. He was what, the sixth pick of the draft. Yes. But uh, when they said Marcus May was starting. And then they cut Calvin Pryor. I was like, ooh, okay. Like Because that says something to me just from the standpoint, Bowles' defense, it does some different stuff. Yeah, so he that's has what to he did in to, Arizona. He has to be able to trust that position especially mm. to make checks and be in the right spot. And their energy is, you could see it when on the I field. When I watched Jamal Adams during the game on Sunday, and he's right. on the sideline, he's yelling at people. You know what I looked at? I looked at the eyes of his teammates. Yeah. And it, they were like locked in yeah, and like nodding their head. Right. And I was like... He's leading. Yeah. And when, when does a rookie in his third game ever mm-hmm. lead like when that? When he's really fucking awesome. When he's really fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, so Lefko inventory. Fendrick literally made fun of me for this yesterday. Does it all the time at the it, office. I walk around the office. I go, hey, hey Josh, what are you doing? What are you doing? Hey, you do anything here? You earning your paycheck? Because what <laughs> I right. do is I, I like to know what people are doing. All right. Uh, first one uh, See, that goes into random people. Yeah. Marshawn Lattimore, Saints, 11th yeah. pick in the draft. Right. What's he doing? Yeah, what's he doing? Is he earning his doing? paycheck? Is, is he earning his paycheck? Uh, he has been earning his paycheck. Yes, you sure I about haven't that? seen. I haven't seen the London game yet. So no, I but can't just tell in you general, that. what's he doing? Yes, because do you know in my week two all twenty two team after the week two when they lost to the Patriots, I put him on my all twenty two mm. team because he matched up with Brandon Cooks all over the field. Yeah. and was phenomenal. So he's doing well. He is doing well. Awesome. Next one, uh, Hassan <laughs> Reddick, thirteenth pick from the Cardinals. What's he up to? Is what's he, he worth, doing? Hey, is he worth anything? Hey, yeah, what's he doing? Hey, he, He's doing good. 
He okay. really is. He's a phenomenal football player. He is going to be just what we thought he was. Is he a little... Hmm. If I, I, and again, the 49ers game is another game I haven't watched on film yet. Uh, but I will say this. Is he a little undisciplined at times and over-aggressive? Sure. But does he clean up a lot of trash and make plays with his athleticism? Yes. Awesome. He's hey, on yeah. his way to Ryan Shazierville. Ooh. Yeah, that's wow. the kind of guy this, he is. This Colts took this guy 15 minutes, Malik Hooker. Uh, what's, he, what's he doing? Yeah, a, is he working? Anything. Ball hawk. Ooh. Ball hawk. Really? I think he's Ed Reedish. I'm very upset that the Eagle. I like Derek Barnett. Yeah. And Derek Barnett played pretty well. Yeah, he's had a, a good fumble player. recovery and all that. Right. But I wanted Malik Hooker so yeah, bad. Yeah, Malik Hooker is... He's special, huh? I think he could be special. You the way he Reed. moves around in the NFL field, it sticks out for NFL players. He had that pick against the Seahawks. He started running, and I went, who the fuck that's is that? That's what I mean, right. He's and a, I went, oh, that's Hooker? Yeah, okay. he's a racehorse. Uh, the Ravens took this guy named Humphrey, Marlon Humphrey at Alabama. Is he any good? He's What's do, he up to? He's doing pretty good. He is. Okay. Uh, first season, Anyone you, not doing good? No, well... Mm. All right, we'll get there. We'll get there. There's more but guys. I think from what I've seen from him, though, no. I mean, even last week, I just got done watching that film against Pittsburgh. Uh, their their corner play was phenomenal, and mm. yes, he was too. I, I think he let up one catch to maybe Martavis Bryanek. Remember, like a deep cross he's got in good general. Size every time I he watch does him. have good size, and I'll say he's he's probably a hair faster than I gave him credit for at Alabama. By the way, I'm only asking you the guys that are guys that. Are not running backs, wide receivers, quarterbacks. Yeah, the we unobvious can see, yeah. people, right? Uh, Gary and Conley. Mm. What's he up to? Yeah, what about Gary and Conley? Conley What's he doing only these days? played the one game, really. Oh, against the Jets, right? And he was solid in that game, but, but he only played one game. But he's still having this shin issue or whatever. That's not good. Yeah, so it's not good. So I don't know. The last one that I had a question it. about: uh, Buda Baker. Buda. Buda doesn't. What's Buda doing? He's not in all game. He's kind of a spell guy, right? Um, he pops when he's in there. I'm not going to say that at this point he's blowing me away. Okay. But he makes a few tackles and flies around the field from time to time. Interesting. Yeah. You, Did you have anybody else? Well, I was going to ask. You guys talked about Jabril on Monday extensively, exactly. right? Okay. Well, not extensively, but yeah. But we talked I mean, about how right. he's getting burned. Well, I just, yeah. I mean, you know, he, he's, yes. They're they're doing what they did with him in Michigan, in my opinion. Yeah, you said. Which yeah. is hiding, hiding him and all that they're stuff. They're hiding him, right. Uh, Thursday night football. Patriots take on the Bucks. You know that Belichick has never beaten the Bucks in Tampa. Damn. He's been coaching since 1975, never beaten them. I'm curious if in your film, uh, Gronkowski talked about inconsistencies with offensive pass interference. And he said, if it was 100% consistent, I'd be cool with it. One week we're told we can play. The next week we're told that we can't slap hands. If you touch the guy, it's P.I. I just wish I knew it was consistency so I could change what I do in practice. Right? Has it been inconsistent? Uh, it has been. It has been. Mm. It, you know what's the problem is? It's been consistent this year. The the biggest thing is the, why it's consistent though is they're letting the defensive guys be handsy and not guys. the offensive guys. They're calling a little more offensive pass interference. Certainly, yes. So they're not calling every ticky tack foul on the defensive. I just side thought of the, of the 49ers game the at the last, end when, yeah. he, when he pushed off and right. they called that ticky tack. They're foul. not letting that stuff go down as much. So you're, you're right. definitely seeing a lot of offensive pass There's interference. There's been more than ever, and then they I'm are letting that the defense. Next week. I'm Other thing too is just let me just jump this because this is one of my themes. I was actually thinking about maybe texting to this to you. I mean, look at the receiver numbers for the week. 
the receiver numbers, people, there, there was not great receiver numbers this week. I mean, if you look at people that went for 100 yards or did anything special that way, not a ton. Tight ends went off this week. Yes. Because you go look at like Charles Clay or Kelsey, uh, the Cameron Zach Bray, Ertz had a good game. Ertz, uh, Cameron Bray for Tampa, the guy uh, who caught the one-handed catch for Denver. Derby. Derby, right. There was two touchdowns by the guy in uh, Croft, Tyler Croft. Tyler Croft. So there you go. So uh, that to me also speaks to why we've had a few lower scoring games across the board to a degree. And we haven't seen, yes, the receivers are not getting away with their bull crap mm. and they're letting the secondary guys use a little contact. The only guy I feel like that gets away with stuff is Hopkins. DeAndre does get I feel like he gets away with stuff. But you know what it is? He makes it a physical... People get into his face right away because they're not scared of his speed. Gotcha. So they get physical with him and then it just becomes a physical match and he's willing to play that battle. So this Thursday night game, uh, TJ Ward, the newest Tampa Bay Buck, had a little quote about that. Mm. I despise Thursday night games. They talk about how they want to keep us healthy and all the rules to protect the quarterback and protect the receivers, but overall, this is the worst thing for a 53-player roster you can have. I don't even feel right until Thursday or Friday. Friday. That's when I'm starting to feel normal. You're telling me you're taking away my ability to recover and be healthy for a normal week, and you're taking three days away from it. It's a double negative. Honestly, triple negative, because it's not doing well rating-wise. How about TJ yeah. Ward getting the ratings book? Looking at the Nielsen report. Yeah, but it's detrimental to the player's health. Yes. What do you think? I think all of that is true. I think it's taking away from the quality of the game, too, because, again, like we've talked about in years past, right, guys? I mean, here we go. The greatest coach in football has only got three days to coach. You're taking away three extra days of him coming up with creative shit or a Dirk Cutter to come up with creative shit. This is the, the simple, the solution's simple. I know you want to cut me off because it's Amendment 11 and you cut me off, but the... It's Amendment 10. 10, damn it. Uh, but the thing that... Um, it is an easy solution for me. Thursday night football should not happen unless you have a bye week before, period. So the team should play on a Sunday. Hear me out real quick. They play on a Sunday. You get four days off. No practice Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday, okay, you got to come back into the building and start your Monday work week, right? Mm. Uh, not even. You don't even have to come back in Thursday. Come in Friday because really it's not Sunday to Sunday you're preparing a team. It's right. Monday to Sunday. So come in Friday and we're going to treat it like a Monday. Now, you prepare your normal week, okay? You play on Thursday. The coaches have a game plan. They've had a few days off, the players and coaches. Yeah, you play on a Thursday and then you, you get that a long weekend off. again. To me, that's the fix. That is the fix not only for the health of the players, mm. it's going to make the game better to watch on TV because they're going to have more creative schemes. I think it's interesting. Why haven't they done that? Is there any I don't reason? know. I'm sure scheduling's hard. I, I'm sure scheduling's hard because you got to mix the London games in and then and the team, owners got teams, they, yeah, teams started requesting staying on the West Coast or right. bunching other. Like, there's so many requests and that I come scheduled in. a Tuesday concert on my core, so I can't, you know, that's the other crap that goes into it. I mean, the, we're literally adjusting how the mu- player's life so how much of an advantage? Venue how can, much of an advantage is Belichick going to have over Cutter because you know that Belichick prepared for this. Um, like I feel like this is a huge coaching advantage for the Patriots. I was, I mean, Belichick is always over prepared. I wouldn't be shocked if yes, he spent a week at some point in the spring or something to just go. Let's get a little head start on Tampa Bay. So Quick injury report: Gronk yeah. is questionable for Thursday. Levante mm-hmm. David and T.J. Ward are doubtful. Quan Alexander is out. Oh man! By the way, the matchup: New England is the number one pass offense. The Bucks are the number three. 
three pass offense. New England's the worst pass defense, and Tampa is the second to worst pass Ooh, defense. Baby. It, I believe it is the highest over under in the history of Thursday night football. Damn. There, well, you're, what you're going to see here is I can guarantee you New England's going to be really simple in the secondary because Bill's probably like, hey, fuck, fuck this, this shit. shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> we are fucking shit up all Gilmore, over the place. Fucking stay right. there. We're in a bunch. We're just going to play zone. We're not going to try to figure out who's got who anymore. And I would bet you that Tampa takes the same thing. They're just going to go, man, we can't defend this. I have a feeling Let's the Patriots win by a lot. Yeah. It, it, I mean, man, it just... It's scary just because of that secondary. The Patriots, I looked back, I believe in the last three years, uh, they are have an 80% against the spread in terms of covering after a loss. Oh. But I did look back, and coming up and out of Lefko Field, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, is there a hangover for teams that beat the Patriots? Ooh. When you beat the Patriots, we talked about last podcast, yeah. you get really excited. Right. Do you have a hangover the next game that's coming up in about 10, 15 minutes? Uh, okay. It is now time for the Celebration Power Rankings, and it was a big week in Week 4. Uh, the current leader is still Kareem Hunt. After Week 2, he survived. I am now going to go through the other submissions for the Celebration Power Rankings. First one up, Sims. Devontae Adams, who got destroyed by Danny Trevathan, wanted to feed his players in the food line oh. against the Bears. Devontae Adams scores, and would you like some? Would you like some? Uh, would you like some? Offensive lineman, you've had enough. <laughs> Bad boy. Devontae Adams. Check that one out. I do like that one. Next one coming up. It is going to be uh, Dante Moncrief doing a bank heist. They robbed the bank. They threw it. And they ran out of there. This is against the Seahawks. They put the money. T.Y. Hilton put it on his oh, bank. Oh, that's and they what ran that out. was. I yes. couldn't figure out and what the Jack, hell they were doing. Center Jack Muhort was kicking the bank door shut. Right. Uh, next one up. Zeke put a little uh, napkin in his mouth yes. and continued to eat Eats. and then cleaned off his right. mouth. Uh, we are going to go now to ooh, the Juju Smith-Schuster uh, Dragon Ball Z, what you believed was Haruken actually came out to be a Kamehameha! That's what he, they do in Dragon, Ball Z? Dragon Ball Z? Rush! And launched it. Uh, that was a good one. Uh, do you have the Jordan Matthews and Zay Jones playing video games together, which I thought was really good. Yep. Uh, and then you have the Travis Kelsey dance. This is apparently the chicken head dance. Uh, this is what happens. Uh, it's hey, not, that's pretty hey, good, though, for hey. a white guy tight end. Well, and I would like to put this out. Mentioned by Kaz, who works here. His, uh, I'm not going to say it. He's just a really good dancer. Yeah, he's a really good dancer for a white guy. Yes, and yeah. then Wade Phillips. This is not submitted, but Wade Phillips, if you haven't seen Wade Phillips hitting them folks uh, in the locker room afterwards... It's absolutely incredible. Oh, wait, I want to see it. Does he make a little dance move? He's 70 years old. This is the dance move right I here. I love watching old coaches huh. try ha. to dance. Oh. It's the dance move where you go, huh. Yeah. That one. Uh, so mm. those are the submissions. I think the one that everyone said is the best one so far was the Juju Smith-Schuster uh, Dragon Ball Z. So I'm curious. Out of all, all, all of them, which one wins week four? I'll read them back. Devontae Adams' food line. Juju Smith-Schuster, Kamehameha. I guess that would win if I just... Moncrief, if street Fighter would have been slam dunk. Moncrief Bank Heist. Yeah. Jordan Matthews video game. Zeke eating. Travis Kelsey dance. Who is your current winner for week four? It's between Juju, Moncrief, and the... I like the Devontae Adams food line. That okay. is okay. But I'm going to have... I, I mm. Don't go with popular opinion. Go with Sim's opinion. Yes. I'm going with the bank heist. 
Wow. It's pretty you, good. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Dante Minecrief Bank Heist. Wow. Right. And a surprise loss for the Juju Smith-Schuster. Sorry. If that was a Hadouken, would that have automatically <laughs> won? Uh, it would have definitely made me consider it even harder. Wow. But Dragon Ball Z, I mean, they they must have copyrighted copyright infringement on, on Hadouken. So... Dante Moncrief bank heist versus Kareem Hunt sleeping on the ball. I still am leaving Kareem Hunt number one. Wow. And Kareem Hunt is number one. I just like the simplicity, niceness of it. And then it was a grown man who's kicking ass in the NFL, crawled up in like the spoon position. What is it going to take to beat? This is a big week. I know. All right. Now let's go to the MVP board. This is an MVP board that we update every single week of the season. We give the top three. Week one, Aaron Rodgers was the MVP. Week two was Derek Carr. Week three was Tom Brady. Again, we said we were going to do this. To not do just quarterbacks. I know, it's hard. The only people that have been multiple times Aaron Rodgers was number one in week one, number two in week three. Kareem Hunt was number three in weeks two and three. Sims, are you ready? I did not remind you. Uh, I'm ready. I'm, I'm still at odds end here. Ends, Who odds, is number yeah. three in the week, in the week, up until this point of the season, not just this week, yeah. but overall, who is number three for the MVP? Number three, I'm going to say, is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, after a four-touchdown performance against the Chicago Bears, yeah. is number three. Number, number two. two. I think I'm going to have – this is where I got really – I'm going to leave Kareem Hunt there. Number two, Kareem Hunt. But he was almost ousted by his teammate. And number one. Is Tom Brady still. Number one. Okay. Why? Who did he almost get ousted by? I almost thought about going Alex Smith and replacing Kareem Hunt because Alex Smith does deserve to be in the conversation right now. He's been unbelievable. He has been. Tom Brady, even in another loss, two and two. Tom Brady, he's been that good for you. I think he has. Like The game... Okay, I'll say this. When I watched the film back, he wasn't as great as I thought watching on TV, but he still was really freaking good. Yes, he was. I mean, it's just, again, it, it led me back to like the whole thing where like you want to just talk about, I mean, arm strength is not important. I mean, it's Tom Brady's playing at 40 like a baller because he can still pump the ball down the field and throw into tight windows. And Let's do all talk that. about that film. It's right. now Sims Film Review. He sends me his cursive notes, and I read the ones that I find interesting. Typically, triple start, underline, and exclamation pointed. First one, <laughs> Patriots and Panthers. You wrote, Keekly on defense was absolutely amazing in four games. I haven't seen him use his head to tackle once. Oh, I knew you would like that. I knew that. Uh First of all, tackling. Let's just talk about that. The guy is just tackling with his face and his chest the whole season. You know, he's is that obviously, different than what you normally see? Well, yeah, because linebackers are usually meatheads and just go and just ram their heads into people, just like you saw Danny Trevathan do that to yeah. body. I mean, that's what they're taught a lot of the times. He's had the concussion issues. He, I could tell he's been conscious of it since week one. And he's wearing that neck thing. And he wears we that woodpecker about. thing, right? Yeah, but he, he comes. Sure, he, comes, he comes in like this. I mean, if you could see on video, I mean, it's just the head straight up, and he just go, like if he it's goes like back, he's a holding fine. two like baskets of apples. He's like literally just doing that and making tackles. But he was amazing in the game. First of all, I love. I mean, he's he's matching matching wits with Brady. He's coaching his defense. You can see that on the film. Oh my gosh! And if they mess up, if a defender misses their gap, I mean, and they get six yards, he gets up like yelling at the guy who missed the gap, like, and he's making gestures like you gotta be. 
there. So was that fun film to watch those two guys coaching against each other? It, it is fun film to watch. It's fun film to watch because I don't know if you saw what I wrote too. Carolina is like Seattle. They, okay, they do. It's a simple defense. They do a few more defenses than uh, than Seattle. But what it goes back to is the old adage of like, because you go, well, they're simple. Why didn't Brady and them figure it out? And you know, as I was thinking there and watching the film, I go, you know why they didn't figure it out? Because Carolina is really good at what they do. They're really good at the right positions for the defenses they call, and they know the things that they're susceptible in those defenses. Mm. Like they've played these three or four what defenses. Are they so, susceptible. Well, to? they're just they know like certain routes where certain formations where they're just going to go. Mm, we, I know we're vulnerable down the middle here, and the nickel guy will carry down the middle extra aggressive, and he might give up a seven yard completion. Right, but he's not going to give up like the eighty yard bomb down the middle. Whatever. It may be. Uh, next one, Falcons Bills. This one's an aside. Matt Ryan went in motion and fell down, and it was hilarious. Did you see that? No, I didn't. What oh, are you talking about? I, I mean, he. I, I can. Pull You'll it show up. it to us later. I can, but it was it. amazing. Him. They're going into the Wildcat, and he's going to motion out to the receiver to the left, and he falls on his butt as the guy is saying <laughs> the snap count, and then gets up like really nonchalantly and. Uh, like points to the referee like I'm off the ball <laughs> acting like it didn't even happen and here I actually made a video because you know of course my brother is friends with Matty Ice and I just wrote like dude you gotta watch your boy here but here it goes for you two just so you can see it so he's gonna go there goes Matt Ryan in motion hold on I'm describing this to my brother as in the video but here we go in motion oh, no. <laughs> and nonchalantly he felt like a toddler back. he felt like a toddler that's like learning how to walk uh, Oh, but the, the other thing you wrote down was Tevin Coleman has to get more touches. Freeman's good, but Coleman is a shoestring tackle away from house calls. Yes. During the game, you were in here Sunday. Right. I was sitting in that room going, Tevin needs to get the ball every time he's shot out of a fucking cannon. Yes. It's incredible to watch. It is. It's incredible to watch. I said, I said, the Eagles need to sign Tevin Coleman in the offseason. Someone needs to make him a featured back. Yeah, he needs to be the number one back. Devontae Freeman's awesome, too. He's great. Not, but they're, they're different style of backs. And Freeman can probably make more happen with less. But Coleman can capitalize when there's something there more than Freeman. If He's that makes so sense. Close every every time. If there's 40 to get, Freeman can get 40, but Coleman might get 70. And that's the thing that I think jumps out to me about him. Broncos Raiders. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, did you see the Cutler Wildcat play where he just, oh, just stood stands there over there? Looked, bo- yeah. Bad body language, Jay. Did yeah. you see that yes. one? Yeah, his optics are so bad. I know. I know. But you know what I also love? I love how Gase just sticks up for him right? always. It's awesome. Gase was like, stop asking yeah. me about Cutler. He's right. not the problem. I'm so sick of this crap about Cutler. <laughs> yeah. What, well, what is the problem? Is well, it the offensive line? Uh, yeah, they're just not They're not very good on the offensive line. I thought they're, they were good. Well, I know. They've just been getting the beat, beat. We thought they were good. They played the Chargers, which are horrible on the run defense. It's one of the worst run defenses in football. And yet they just haven't been able to dominate the last two teams they've played, which are, have good fronts. Like yeah. This is not a bad Saints front, and it's not a bad Jets front. Mm. Uh, Broncos Raiders, little quick note. Pecco was Noach. beating the crap out of Rodney Hudson all day. Man. Uh, you were encouraged by what you saw of E.J. Manuel. I was, yes. I am very surprised to read that. I was. E.J. Manuel, first of all, was unfazed by the situation. In Denver against in that Denver, defense. And stood in the pocket and made some good throws. Rose and his interception was you saw the interception end of the game, end of the game a little desperate they had to make something happen was it perfect no but he made it some good throws during the game um, do you believe that's sustainable they have to learn they have to get back to running the football a little bit 
I don't, I don't know what's up with the offensive line, but it's the second week in a row that they got physically pushed around. Pecco is a big difference maker for that Broncos defense right now. He's like the under-the-radar MVP of their wow. team. Yes. You also wrote, I get the TJ Ward move. They must have known he is beat up, and the three safeties they got are all good in their own way. Yeah, they all can do different things to take up for the TJ Ward. You know, I think that Denver, looking back, and I mean, we shouldn't have questioned Elway. For the most part, Elway's nah. been pretty amazing. Yeah, I He's been you. pretty amazing. Um, I think the thing, too, is I think they had an inkling that T.J. Ward was physically coming to the end. Well, yeah, he's been banged up. That's he's what I mean. And the way he again. plays, he's a smaller guy that's been ultra-aggressive. Simmons is, every week I watch Simmons and I go, ooh, wow, this kid is like... You liked him out of Boston College. I did. He's better, I think, than I even thought. And then the, the other guys, just they all have a good mix and they can do everything. Stewart's a great, strong safety, but it can also play free safety. Yeah. Willie Parks. Parks can play nickel and safety, so it's kind of cool. Steelers-Ravens was fun to read. They don't trust Big Ben, and they shouldn't. Right. Big Ben is... Trash. I mean, they just don't... I don't know where he's going with the ball. I don't think he knows where he's going. I think they repeat play calls because they're just like, we don't trust Ben with a new one, so let's just give him the old one. Fendrick, um, you'll like this. This one's about Flacco, because we're going to talk about Big Ben in a second. Okay. Flacco. I mean, fuck. Three-man rush, no one open, and he just throws it. No pressure. Make a fucking play. Flacco is so bad. Yeah. I'm, I can't defend it. I mean, I it's just good. can't. It's just fucking horrible. It's just like, compete. Do something. Show me you want to win. It's just, oh, it's like it's back to Andy Daltonville. It's like, oh, three and out. That was fine. Look, same face as when we score a touchdown and we're up by 30. Like, all right, make a move. Do something. Extend the play. I mean, he used to be able to do these things, and now it's just like first read, I'm going to. Get it in there with my great arm talent. Okay, well, you're wasting your arm talent. Move around the pocket and then make a throw. Yes, it was pitiful football. Pitiful. Absolutely mm. fucking pitiful. The interception at the end of the game was so, fucking pitiful. I mean, it was a nice turnaround by Shazier, but he put it on his hip. I mean, he put it I on his hip, it's just a risky... It's 19-9. The game's in hand still. It's 10 points. If you want to talk about good quarterback play, Matt Stafford. First Detroit wide receiver that was open was end of the first quarter. Stafford, holy shit. There's only two or three guys that can do what he do. He's just jamming it in. Yeah. I mean, there was nobody open in that game. So it just, it was amazing. Yeah, you said Rhodes is shut down every week. Rhodes, Rhodes is. He's becoming, he's in the conversation for that Jalen Ramsey top three corner in football. He definitely is. He's, he's amazing. And there was nobody open. I'm not joking you. The end of the first quarter, he threw a whole shot and covered two between the corner and the safety. And yeah, it's it's really only him and Rodgers that can make the wow. throw, and it was m- amazing. And and they could be more patient with the run game. That was the other thing I said about them. Like yes, them and the Vikings don't trust their run game yet. They're like, damn, we got an offensive line, but what do you got to say? You guys are surprising me with something. No, I'm not, no, I'm just doing out of left oh, go okay. field. It's out of left go field time. First one, Big Ben calling out his receivers. Antonio Brown's causing a distraction that none of us really need. I was disappointed because it's not like I intentionally missed him. It's not like I intentionally didn't throw it to him. I was doing what my reads tell me to do. I don't even want to say that I made a mistake because I was reading the side that I was supposed to read. Blah, 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 blah. Goes a lot. I wish he talked to me instead of throwing a temper tantrum. He added that he's not trying to call Brown out in his answer. Number one, yeah. you called out Martavis Bryant when he was going through dependency issues. Number two, you are calling out Antonio Brown. And number three, Ben, we're fucking talking about it. Why can't you call yourself out for playing like shit? Right. Who would want to play with fucking even, Big Ben even right add, now? Even added to that, in week two, he second-guessed the team's stance on the an anthem thing. Okay? So he... 
I agree Dude, with you. I think Big Ben is maybe I'm going to call him the worst teammate in the NFL right he's, now. He's he's up there, man. I'm I'm not going to lie, but and this is a guy. Let's think about his early mm. career off field mm. distractions. I mean, let alone the mm. girl, let alone the girl problems. How about riding the motorcycle to practice and getting oh. in a crash? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, how so, about not being in shape? Right. So that that stuff. Um, listen, the rumors have always been there about Ben. He's not the most well-liked guy in that team, period. It's just the way it is, and and these are the reasons why. Yeah, my out of left go feel, though, is, no, you can't say at the end, I'm not trying to call out somebody after you after just you called, just called him, him out, out yeah. on like eight different reasons right. and took no blame for the fact that you missed him on the route. Right. Fucker. I know. Wow, I got really angry. But that was a good one. You're right. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm sweating. Can you put your hood on? Can you put your hood on with that and then say L-E-F-K-O-E? Did you see the bead of sweat that just dropped off Lefko's face? It (laughs) was just like a waterfall. That was unbelievable. I've never seen anything like that. Here's an out of Lefko field. Warren Buffett buys Mm. a large chunk of the Haslam family business. Yeah, the owner of the the Cleveland Browns. Uh, It's an 87. uh, He's 87 years old. He bought 38.6 percent of. Pilot Flying J. Now, the Haslam family will control the company until 2023 when Buffett will own 80% of the company. He owns 0% of the Browns. That's not part of the deal, and some people want him to own part of the Browns. Yeah. Out of Lefko Field. Warren Buffett would be the worst owner in the NFL because of this reason. Warren Buffett only wants to buy things that are proven. So he would pay for something like a like a 37-year-old Ben Roethlisberger because of a track record. He would not invest in up-and-coming players. He would have an old team of Matt Fortes and Ben Roethlisbergers because they're proven and they would fucking suck. <laughs> Warren Buffett would be the worst owner in the NFL. I don't agree with that. I mean, first of all, the NFL, the teams appreciate every year, so maybe it is a guaranteed slam dunk. I think he would be a good owner too because he would just lay off he wouldn't do anything that is something he does he so, lays off but well, I, I think know. he would only want older proven players <laughs> I don't think it's a good strategy uh, now let's go to is there such thing as a Patriots hangover hmm. I went and including this year charted the last five years of Patriots losses and how the team that beat the Patriots did in the week after the teams that beat the Patriots this is interesting. This is interesting. Are 10 and 7 following a win? Okay. Here's where it gets interesting. Teams that beat the Patriots that played their next game at home were 6 and 0. Oh. Uh-huh. Patriot teams that beat the Patriots and the next game were on the road 4 and 7. Wow. Upcoming this week, the Panthers go on the road to Detroit. Hmm. Which is going to be a tough matchup regardless. Oh, yeah. Yes. I'm going to be putting some money on that tomorrow. <laughs> but I think that was very interesting. It is interesting. Now, some of the losses uh, you know, were Week 17s, like the Dolphins and Bills in 15, 2015 and 2016. Okay. Um, but teams that have beaten the Patriots, the last five have all won their next game. But yeah, I just thought that was an the interesting... The last five have all won their next game, though? Yes. Wow. Was that an out of left go field, or that, that was just a fun that was stat. out of left go okay. field? That yeah. is an interesting stat, though. I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think of like a correlation or a comeback there. I mean, honestly, I think their records are a little better than I was expecting. Actually, I, I thought, thought so too. Yeah, okay. Good. But I just thought the fact that teams are undefeated when playing a home game after beating the Patriots was a random stat that I really liked. Yeah, it is. It's. I guess maybe it gives you the confidence and you just go, we're for real. We beat the mm. Patriots. I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of. Oh, by the way, this is a question from the fans, Andrew Parker. Uh, does Sims's video study back up Brady's claim that penalties seem to be called differently for Pats and Panthers on Sunday? Uh, I don't. I don't. I didn't see anything to th- to think that. No, okay. I, I can't really say. And, and like maybe 
Maybe he's referring to what we already talked about with the Gronk thing and all that. All right, now so. another Adelefco field. Right. Sean Payton is the coolest coach in the NFL after already saying that we have problems with Donald Trump in the office because he's willing to speak his mind. He comes out about gun control, uh, and he did say, look, after the death of Will Smith, yeah. he came out hard about that defensive we end. we got to do something about that this gun shot. thing. Right. He said the current protocol is not working, the current system is not working, and the madness when you go years and years and years and say, well, the current policy and thoughts are flawed. It's hard to find other countries like that. Here we're educated and forward-thinking, and yet it's broken and obvious. And look, if this pisses people off, that's tough. Sean Payton, coolest coach in the NFL. He is. He's he's one of the few coaches that's not in the NFL. Why do you think he, he is? He because he's got jobs. He's not security? living under a rock either. He just he's like he knows what's going on in the world. I think to a degree, he's kind of cool. He's got a you know hot girlfriend that he dates, and and he just I think he's that kind of guy in general. But he's also not beholden to this like you know NFL culture either, where I'm just gonna lock myself in the room and not we talk need to, to get anybody. Sean Payton on the podcast. He would be awesome to have on the podcast. You know the, the other thing too, just with that gun thing. I mean, I don't know. That's just the way I feel. Like, isn't it obvious? Or I'll put it this way. I mean, to me, like, if you're going to have 320 million people in the country and you're going to have guns, I, crazy shit's going to happen from time Jimmy to time. Jimmy Kimmel did a really good thing about I mean, it. That's all I'm saying. He did a really I mean, good thing just talking about how are we, how do we just lower the standards on people with mental issues being able to get guns and right. not needing uh, like licenses or something like that. It's a huge issue. By the way, I forgot to tell you guys, this is the part of the podcast where we talk about non-football stuff. I can't, I'm so afraid to talk because I could really go off about this subject, but I could get so us So I'm fired, just saying, if you so. don't like this stuff, I'm sorry. Interesting thing out of Lefko Field to talk about. I'm not saying anybody's wrong. Let's just keep an eye on this. Martha Ford, one of the owners of the Detroit Lions, mm-hmm. went to the team and said, I will give you money to stop protesting. I will We'll give financial support to causes that you want me to support, no matter what it is, if you stop protesting, which on its face, I think is a really weird thing to happen. I think it's like, oh no, like it kind of seemed like they were buying out players. Here's the de- deal. A few players have came forward and said, look, Amir Abdullah, I believe, said, if you're willing to support our causes, then I'm all for that. So I'm just saying, let's keep note. Let's see what causes are supported. Right. And let's see what happens to the players that have causes supported but going forward. But there's peer pressure from the owner where, you know, oh, the owners are scared of the players. And that was and my that's thought. The so, opposite. so that's my out of Lefko field. Let's right. keep an eye on this. Right. Right. My out of left go field, what the fuck is Ravens fans booing players kneeling when it wasn't during the anthem? No. If the players are going to do something that take that is lessing their protest, but it's not even during the anthem, and then they kneel and you still boo them, then what are you booing? Yes. If you're not booing the kneeling during the anthem, then you are booing the protest. Right. Then you are booing the fact that these players wanted to stand up for something, and you have no excuse because it wasn't during the anthem and it was the loudest boo I've ever ever heard go on YouTube and type in Ravens fans boo because for me that is blatant blatant you you can't hide behind the flag on that one they're disgraceful you- disgraceful I mean first of all again I saw it I was watching it actually live happening because I was sitting on my couch and yeah, you know, again, it, the, the optics of it don't look good either because it was all white people in the stands. I'm sorry. That's just the, the facts of the, the matter. And that bothers me. 
if you were even bowing during the national anthem, how is that less disrespectful than kneeling during the and national anthem? And that's something that Aaron Rodgers has said as I'm, well. He has said that. Good. Yes. And I just, I don't get it. You know, again, it's a double standard that the athlete is held to. I mean, how many games have I been to where the dumb drunk guy is sitting there with Woo! his hat on and talking yeah. during the national anthem? What about Nobody the fact- cares because he's white. I am not saying there's anything wrong with the Kansas City Chiefs fans going, and the home of the Chiefs. Right. I have nothing against that. Right. But then Chiefs fans cannot come out and say it's disrespectful to the anthem. If you're going to yell out you're the name of your team. A, yeah, you're going to change the words to our words sacred song? Yes. Oh, my gosh. You're, you've disrespected our country. Yeah. Sorry. Is that How too was that, Josh? That was I good. Okay, I'm good. all for everything that just occurred. Are we, I mean. Are you tweeting out my picture of the hat? Yes. No, I didn't tweet anything. Are we. I've not okay. tweeted anything. Okay, okay, because Matt Camp just tweeted at me, and I thought I was do a think it's a double standard too. I'm just last thing because we do talk a little social issues. I do. I have an issue with you know what? what I. I mean, just say it that we don't. Why is it not? Just say it. Extreme white people terrorism. I mean, if we're going to want the Muslim thing to be that, I just don't understand why it's not. The white I think person. it's a huge thing. I see it discussed a lot. The discussion of when you talk about someone being mentally ill or you talk about them being a lone wolf, that it's really scary. Obviously, we're talking about Las Vegas right, right. now because you're giving an excuse. I'm not excuse. trying to be insensitive to any of it, but no. I'm just saying we have a lot of killings of whether it be all the black people killed in the church because of a white right. person shooting him, the right. Texas shooting him, Columbine, uh, this incident. And it's always seen as them being mentally ill or being a lone wolf. And the true thing is, is that no, it has been a white person every time that has gone and killed all these people. I don't know. And, and, but you're right. We come up with other words to describe it. And it's really frustrating because we it's just not fair to me. If well, I because it's like it's like, can you imagine if you were in Vegas? Can you imagine if your kids were in Vegas? Yes. And it scares me that someone could have dozens of automatic rifles mm-hmm. and got nothing checked and right. was able to bash open a window. And the thing was, it wasn't even like it was at the event. My father he did it like has... two blocks away. Yeah, right. I know. I know. I mean, listen, I don't get it's it either. Scary. I told you about my father-in-law. I mean, I would never let him have a gun, and he's got lots of them. Speaking of guns, I have no transition here. I'm sorry. Uh, we gave out the fan pack to Mark Bajan. He's apparently moving to Calgary. So, hey, have fun in Calgary. Bajan, we love you. I can say that, right? Sure. Yeah, he's going to Calgary. Uh, we have. Some I don't know new- if that's where he's going. Oh, Somewhere in Canada. Somewhere in Canada. No, don't hide for him. Uh, but we have a bunch more people that submitted their name. I'm out of this joke. What are you guys talking about? No, Man. remember, we drew a I name. I know, but Beige is moving to Calgary? No, he said that in the DMs. Oh, I don't okay, know. okay. Uh, so anyway. So you know what a DM is? Direct message. Okay, okay. so if you tweeted out to the people, uh, to five people and said, hey, check out this podcast, your name has been submitted, we're going to pause this for a little bit just because we want to make it special. But the people that are in the hat right now, Andrew Scherer, Derek Ray Ward, B-Nut, Ray, Raya Graber, Reed Mears 52, Tyler J. Reed, John Johnson, Patron James 56, and Mr. Jasko. Sims, put your hand in there. Don't look. Mr. Jasko. All right. Don't, I don't know. I'm just nope. saying that. Was cool and the name. winner I think I is. I got one. Here we go. Ooh, Reed Mers 52. Reed underscore Mers 52. Reed underscore Mers 52. Josh Fendrick will put together a little Bleacher Report fan pack, and we will send that to him. We'll talk in the DMs. What up, Reed? Yeah, Fendrick will be all in your DMs. Also, by the way, Rod Simba uh, apparently has put some songs now on SoundCloud. I will tweet out his songs, and he's asked us to come up with our favorite clips 
so that he can remix the intro and put our clips in. So Fendrick and I are going to have some homework to do. Great. Get to that, guys. Are you yep, excited? We'll be on it. Yep. All right. Now some iTunes <laughs> comments. Tomorrow. Uh, this one day. is this one doesn't make sense <clears throat> to me. It is from Davey Meegsy. Not so bad. God bless and happy painting, guys. I don't know what that means. Happy painting. Yes. Number two, Baltimore Brett T. Sims and Lefko are okay, but the people want more Fendrick. Hey! Oh, hey! Johnny Button up. Oh. oh! Stop touching me. <laughs> this one is from Sporsch. Just wanted stop. to let you guys know that Blake Bortles is undefeated on seven of the eight planets in the solar system. <laughs> true. <laughs> Uh, this one's a funny one. Uh, this one is from Mr. Clay. Don't play. Respect for the self scouting every week. I don't believe in expert picks in the world of sports because of the unpredictability. Exactly. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. That's the real. Sims logic. trusts his eye, and Lefko is a smooth motherfucker. Yeah, motherfucker. I mean, we were. You know, the, the Monday night was the perfect example. We were right with the game. Absolutely nailed. Doesn't it. really matter. I mean, yeah, it's not a perfect sport, and that's just the way it goes. My question is, who wits, wins in a fight between Prime Steve Smith and Prime? Honey Badger. Oh. Two baddest undersized dudes I can Ooh, remember. Yeah, they're man. good ones. Man, I would like to see we that We need to actually. get back to more fighting questions. Yeah, that was a good... I mean, man, I love me some Steve Smith. I'm going to take Steve Smith. Wow. Yeah, Steve Smith is an underrated powerhouse. I mean, he really is. And there's just no fear in his eyes. When we used to play against him, I'd just be like, damn, he doesn't care about our middle linebackers or anything. Uh, two questions here about Josh Gordon. One from Optimistic Browns fan called us the God Squad. You guys are the best host in all of football. I have kept up with Josh Gordon. I have high hopes regardless of the controversy. Do you think he'll be getting back on the field soon and then compare him to the rest of the uh, other players in the NFL? And the other one about Josh Gordon was, uh, love the podcast. This is from... Eh- M M F H F D F I don't know. That's a lot of ones. Um uh, are you curious? Is there any hope of a Josh Gordon return? Uh, he has actually not applied for reinstatement. Yeah, he hasn't done it yet, right? And do he's training he... with uh, what the um, the the Olympic guy, right? Yes. Uh, I can't think of but his name. But do you think he comes back? I would think so. Yes. I mean, how old? Can you look up how old is Josh Gordon right now? I mean, I'm going to say he was what 26 or seven still. And the level of his talent. Where would he go? These 26. Days? He's 26. He's still in prime time physical. Top 10 receiver. I'm not going to say that, but he. if I saw him get back and go, oh, he's in shape. I mean, Josh Gordon, you've heard me talk about him before. He's one of those guys, when you see him in person, you go, holy fucking shit. That's Josh Gordon? That's a receiver? Yeah. Um, yeah, he's special. And as you're pulling up his pictures right now. I mean, I've I mean, never seen really that many abs in my life. He is shredded. He's got one of those T.O. bodies, but he's I am bigger just, than I'm T.O. Putting, I'm putting a 1% chance, and I'm putting no trust. And as a Browns fan, I would tell you to move on. Yeah. Because it's just, I'm not I'm not betting on it. If it happens, I'll be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I think so, too. That's a good way to put it. You know, Martavis Bryant has shown us that it's possible. Right. But I think Martavis was a little bit more put together. Yes, this guy is messed up more than Martavis. Uh, this one's another Seahawks offensive line question from Johnny0953, my first and only football podcast. I literally had never listened to a podcast before. One day, using the BR app, I noticed an ad for this podcast, and I thought, that blonde Sims guy looks familiar. I downloaded the podcast, I listened to the first episode, and I was hooked. You guys keep it real and super honest. Thanks for being a voice of the players. Yeah, Two yeah. questions. What do you think it will take for the Seahawks offensive line 
line to get a top 10 unit? And do you think they'll be able to retain the core of their defense, Wagner, Thomas, Cam, Sherm, in the process of improving their offensive line? Probably not. I think that's coming to an end. I think they probably overpaid a little on all of those guys on the defense, but they had to because they won the Super Bowls. They're not going to get to a top 10 unit this year. My take on the Seattle Seahawks is that they need to just stop trying to be this team that they're not. Okay, they are. I mean, we kind of went through this last year where we just said they got to stop like beating their head into the wall and go, "Oh, we're gonna run it and we're gonna be the 2013 Seattle Seahawks." And then Russell will make a play here and there in the past game. They need to come out and be a throwing football team, plain and simple. If they came out and went Doug Baldwin, Tyler Lockett, Paul Richardson, and Jimmy Graham and spread you out and JD McKinnon. And, and also think about this: you let Russell have running lanes. Yes, I, that's, I uh, listen. The offense isn't good, so just spread the field out. Let Russell create some plays, create time. He'll make some throws. W- do that. Make teams have to prepare for the pass game. My mm, other, I just, love it. I think it's a great idea. And then the other thing I would say to that too, Lefko, is it, it's this. It's going to make the run be second, right? And they're going to have the run for run get, pass game first. It's going to help set up the run game. My other thing to that, too, it's going to help their defense. Get them on the field more. Yes, get them on the field. Make games a shootout. I like your chances, Seattle, in a shootout with that defense because you're going to get to rush the passer and you get a good secondary. Seahawks should be playing water boy football. A little get bit. Get the defense back on the field. I agree. All right, now we have a ton of quarterback questions, but I'm going to go rapid fire. First is a fun one from S. Boogie, best sportscast known to man from Sims' deep insight, Lefko being a knowledgeable stud. You are the epitome of white boy supremes. Nice job, yeah. Sims. I appreciate you guys doing more shows and giving out brutally wrong gambling opinions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, keep up the dope show. Sims, if you could choose any quarterback-wide receiver combo from today's league, who would it be? Oh, a combo. So Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback. Yeah. Who's oh, your... I could choose any. That's what Ooh. I want it to be. Okay. Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback. Who's your running back? Is it Le'Veon? <sighs> running back or wide receiver? I what we're doing? Said, it's I... all three. Oh, okay. it's all three. Um, no, mine, mine I think is going to be it's going to be Odell, Aaron Rodgers, and I'm still going to go with my man, Ezekiel Elliott, even okay. though I still don't think he's wearing And then he... who is the best that's currently on the same team? Yeah, they're currently on the same team. Holy cow. Because usually it's Ben, Brown, and Bell. It's, that's definitely the leader I'm thinking Falcons of right up now. There? Falcons are poof, they're really close. Ryan, Julio, and Tevin Coleman. <laughs> I, I think that I probably would go over them with them over Roethlisberger and Bell right now, just because I think Freeman... It's funny, because Rivers, Gordon, and Keenan Allen. Right, and I just think I think Matt Ryan's better than Ben Roethlisberger right now. And I think Freeman and him are really close. I know, I'm, I'm being fast here. Um, okay, Jets, Jacksonville, nope. San Francisco, Arizona, no. No, Philly and the Chargers. The Giants and Tampa, no. Oakland and Denver, I mean, that could have been a possible yeah. one. But no, I... Ooh, and then Washington, if you know. But I'm going to go with... Um, um, Atlanta. I Atlanta. Okay. I am. Next one up. Love the podcast. Steven RVA90. And he put five goat emojis. More like five goats. That's what he wrote. Sims, can you give us some insight on how important the relationship is between the center and the the quarterback, that relationship? I'm a Panthers fan. It seems like whenever Ryan Khalil is out injured, the offensive line does not play well. 2015, Khalil played every game there, 15-1, and one, missed most of the games we saw. It was bad. How important is that QB-center relationship? Well, did, you, did you see the article today? Talk about it, oh, Mr. Okay. BR, Josh well, Fendrick. you were interviewed for No, it. Josh, right. you but do you the go, reread. You, you can talk it. Well, if you go to the BR app, Adam, and yes. you go to the NFL stream, you might see an article written by Don. 
John Banks yes. for Bleacher Report today right. about the relationship between quarterbacks and their centers. Chris, why don't you tell us a little bit about that relationship? Well, he, he named it what? The legend of swamp ass, right? And other pivotal partnerships that go on in the NFL between the quarterback and the center. Uh, so the swamp ass came from my center in, in Tampa. His name is John Wade, and his ass was like a swamp, especially in Tampa. You where made it, him change shorts. He had to change, change shorts. I made him come in at halftime and change his pants, which it would piss him off. I mean, I didn't start that, actually. Brad Johnson made him change first. And I just did continued. he take off his cleats and everything, too? Uh, yeah, more times than not, yes. All right, it, so check he, out the article for swamp ass. Right. But if you lose a center... I mean, how important is the center to the to the offense? Uh, I, I would argue that it was it's it's maybe second to only the quarterback. Wow. Yeah, I think the More center than left tackle. I it's right up there with it. It's a very close discussion there. Man. Yeah, the set the center first of all is usually the leader of the group. He is the smartest guy of the group. He's going to basically know what the quarterback wants to do as far as oh they're going to blitz the quarterback's going to want to check to this or oh they've changed their front we need to make this guy the mic instead of the other guy yeah. the mic. And um, the relationship is great also because the quarterback can hold the center accountable to hold the other lineman accountable. And it's a great relationship. You know, I don't think most people realize that NFL football players don't wear cups, right? And the center doesn't wear a cup. So the first time you stick your hand down a new center and get the snap, you get to feel his balls and his ass crack all in one. It's phenomenal. And that's what the story was all about. Peyton had some good quotes in it. I was really cool to see Peyton actually be really honest. I mean, he used the word cock and balls and everything. It was kind of funny. Well, Peyton does like to just throw those things around. Uh, Question for Sims, Andrew Corbin. This is one of my favorite questions we have ever gotten. Why do quarterbacks duck their heads after they hand the ball off? I haven't seen as much recently, but started noticing it three or four years ago. Yes, it's a great question. Why the fuck did y'all do that? Uh, well, they do it. To, they do it on handoffs a lot of time because you end up having to reach a little bit more than you think. So it's just a natural thing to like. Oh, I got to get all the way out there to get him the ball, and you're reaching to your ult. Upmost potential, and I think I've talked to you about this in years past because you don't want to crowd the running back. First of all, you don't want them to trip on your feet, right? right? So you'd like to keep the space. But the more importantly, the good running teams are going to teach the quarterback keep the space so the running back can still see the cutback lane gotcha. instead of you blocking it, right? So then the reaching leads to the head bob, and then which also leads to now the play action needs to look like the actual handoff. So actually dip your head when you do that as well. Josh is actually That's interested good. in that. Yeah, that was I think that was one of my favorite questions. I'm glad you got Good answer. This is from a Three Goals fan. Question for QB Guru Sims. I've noticed my boy Wentz has struggled with a deep ball this year, and I wanted to ask if there's something he can work on, or is it just a feel thing that he doesn't have? Yeah, I, I, I think, again, um, I, I don't look at it as a big issue. I mean, yeah, I guess he's missed a few bombs, right? He's missed maybe two or three just true bombs down the field. But I thought he threw really good deep balls against the Chargers. He did, and then and there was one even early in the year. I mean, he threw a deep ball to start the year. I mean, of course, the Redskins, that was on target. Uh, again, I just think it's more of a thing where they don't throw it deep a ton. Mm. They're more of an intermediate to so lower. So few opportunities we see it. Yes, and I, he has, like, the Chargers game, he threw one deep on the ball, definitely got away from him. My big thing with Wentz is, like I've always told you, he's the man, he's a baller. He needs to tighten up that throwing motion. Mm. And when you're going to throw the far one, right, Lefko, look at me real quick, and you go, okay, I want to put like the extra, you know, steroid jerk 
can do it. You go, ah, oh, and to go that extra long movement with the extra oomph you want to yes. put on it, it's like reaching back for a driver, right? You're going to lose control of it a little ah. bit, you know, if that makes any sense. I love it. All, All right, right, two more quarterback ones. 848-373-G. This podcast doesn't just set the bar. It is the book. Ah. When I first started reading this, I thought it sounded like the beginning of a Tinder profile. Hey, guys. I'm Eric from Minnesota. I'm 18 and new to podcasts. Hi, Eric. Hi, this Eric. is my first podcast ever, and it's been my favorite ever since. My Welcome. F- my friends are sick of me talking about you guys. Aww. Eric, I fucking love that. You're the man. No other podcast entertains and educates like you guys. I'd like to know your opinion on Trubisky starting for the Bears on Monday Night Football. What effect do you guys feel he has? I've sadly been a Bears fan my whole life, and I see this time and time, time again come up. Come up short. Can you tell us Bears fans that Trubisky will have any effect on our future? He is a Bears fan in Minnesota, oh, first yep. of all. In hostile territory. But what do you think? Are you Do you think Trubisky will be the guy? Trubisky, uh, you know, I thought was the MVP of the preseason. Out of all the players in football, he was the most impressive guy. He was phenomenal throwing the football, phenomenal athlete. Demeanor was really good. I think he's going to be a superstar. I really do. And I think he's really going to help the offense out, which is lack of void of weapons, right? We know that. He's going to be able to move, escape the pocket, maybe not get hit and fumble like Glennon does because he'll be more apt to move and get out of the pocket and get out of trouble. But this is a team that's got a good offensive line and a good run game. And if Tony Romo, he said it on Thursday night, you know, the team is really set up, the offense is really set up for Trubisky to be the quarterback. It makes more sense for him to be the guy because they're going to be able to do the play actions and the boots and the movement things that you want to do off of their run game. And they're going to be able to do it in the shotgun as well. And it's going to change all of that. I would expect Dow Logans has a really good game plan for him this week. The extra days, you got 11 days to prepare. And, um, Hey, this defense is he's playing the Who Vikings. Are they playing again? The Vikings. Damn. Yeah, so he's in Minnesota. Take he's got to deal under. with that. That's going to be a tough one. Uh, but if there's a team to take advantage of the over aggressiveness on, it is the Vikings. That is one thing they're a little susceptible because they're that way. This is the last one. Two Kings Sports Talk, Ed. Uh, great show, longtime listener. What's Sims' take on Baker Mayfield and his prospects oh. in the NFL? I figured we'd end with that one to get you a little excited. I do like me some Baker Mayfield. First of all, right now the Heisman race is between him and Saquon Barkley, right? Period. Saquon and, Barkley is Oh, incredible. he's a beast. He is. Saquon Barkley, Kirk Cousins, San Francisco 49ers 2018. But the, uh, the Baker Mayfield, I don't give a shit about his height. He's 6'1". I doubt he's 6'1". I've seen him in person. I was on the field with him when he was one of the quarterbacks at Texas Tech. I'm going to say he's high 5'11s, maybe a 6-foot even. So Baker Mayfield and Patrick Mahomes were on the same team? Yes. Well, no. No, he left because of Patrick Mahomes. I would have too. Right. Because I'm, I think the story I've heard is that Cliff Kingsbury basically said, like, hey, we got a stud coming here and I'm going to kind of make him the guy. I promise you, Baker Mayfield, if you go back and watch my Fox Sports 1 announcing ability, Texas Tech versus Kansas, I even said then, hey, this Baker Mayfield's legit. Like, there's no question he should be the starter. But he, you know, my comparison, I've been saying it. He's Russell Wilson ish. He's Yes, he's small. Is there going to be times in the NFL you won't be able to see people over the middle? Sure. But he has a legit big-time NFL arm, and I think he's a legit athlete, and he's a legit competitor. 
And I think he's going to be successful. I don't give a shit about his height. I think he's one of those guys that's the outlier. Awesome. All right. So, guys, thank you so much. This was episode 134. We will be doing our pick show, and that will be coming out. Uh, Sims and I both lost a lot of money. Not a ton. Um, but I think I lost a ton. We got fucked. Colts, Redskins. It, it wasn't good. Uh, by the way, guys, if you want to watch this on video, I am posting all the videos to my personal YouTube account. If you go to YouTube and you just type in Adam Lefko and then the number one, you can watch all of these episodes a lot of people are saying you need to publicize this more i love watching the shows i usually post them the day after it comes out or the day the podcast is released so check it out just go to youtube and type in adam lefko one uh for christopher sims peace out homies for joshua fendrick good night everybody for big phil sims i am the l-e-f-k-o-e <laughs> man oh. and i will holler at you guys later love you so much you got something to say no i want to make fun of you but go ahead we'll do it after the show <laughs> save it for the podcast love you guys talk to you soon